From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yeah. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mike, you there? Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. Hey. Uh, it's Roz and Mocha. So Mike is a, a huge fan of the show <clears throat> and cool. listens every day and texts us all the time. And here's the latest text that we got from him, okay? Mm-hmm. I would like to shout out to my friend Julia. We got into an argument two weeks ago and I was acting childish and I want her to know that I'm sorry and I hope she can forgive me and we can still be friends again. I tried reaching out to her to apologize, but she has not talked to me ever since. She listens to you guys. Maybe if you guys could tell her that I'm sorry uh, for me, she will forgive me. Mm. So what happened? Um... A friend of ours passed away, and she was upset that I did not message her to say my condolences and that I wasn't there for her because she's always been there for me through, like, a lot of hard times, and she's just upset that I wasn't there for her, and I didn't message her when our friend passed away. And it escalated, and I, I, I started bringing up things from the past. You know when you're mad and you just start saying things that you don't even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was just... No, I mean, that, like, no, I mean, no. <laughs> What was it? Well, just like I, a lot of a lot of low blows. Yeah, like it just yeah. got a little ugly. It got ugly. She told me get a life, and I said you too, and mm-hmm. it got it got bad. And I regret every word, and I feel terrible. And she's my girlfriend's best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh and no! Now now her friends want nothing to do with me, and they hate me. And I feel terrible because I value her friendship, and she was a good friend to me. And you know, and I shouldn't have handled it the way I handled it. And it was really childish and immature. So you tried reaching out to her and she doesn't want to like even answer your call? No, I wrote her like a nice paragraph apologizing. I tried calling. I told her to call me. And my girlfriend told me that she said like, yeah, I'm never talking to him again. And he's cut out of my life. I don't ever want to see him. Like, that's it. Has your girlfriend tried talking to her to be like, hey, like Mike really, really does truly feel bad? No, yeah, she did. Like, she's kind of in the middle of it because she um, she tried talking to her. But, you know, it's it's up to her friend. And she says, no, like she's pissed at me, hates me. And yeah, I'd say we should call her, but I don't know if that would even help. I have her number. Do you want to try? Yeah. Can we try, Mike? Is that uh, okay? We can give it a try. I'm just nervous that, like, she's yeah. going to destroy me on the radio. But. Well, if that happens, then that happens, man. Let's see. You know? Yeah. She even answers. Hello? Hi, Julia. It's Ron Zamoka. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Do you have a second to chat? Yeah. So, um, oh God, <laughs> don't be pissed at us, okay? Okay. Okay. We're just trying to help the situation. You got a buddy named Mike, right? Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry, but just listen. Just hear us out and don't hear hang us up. out. Just don't hear hang us out. out. Okay. Hear us out. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he filled us in on a little bit of the backstory, and he, um, from the conversation we had with him, feels incredibly terrible. Takes full responsibility for. All, everything that went down and misses you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And so what are your thoughts? I always-
always help him through all his stuff. And then I kind of get... I kind of get shit on. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I just felt, like, really disrespected. And I'm just... Yeah. yeah, and we understand that you guys uh, have, have a mutual friend that you both, you know, you lost. So sorry to hear about that. Uh, but in talking to Mike, you know, he, we can tell because you haven't had a chance to like actually talk to him, talk to him. Uh, now that like, you know, things have, have kind of settled, words were said, and everybody is in a calm state of mind. And what we get in talking to Mike is that he truly does feel bad. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to talk to Mike? Like right now? Yeah. I may, okay, let me, let me rephrase the question. Not would you be willing to talk to Mike, but would you be willing to listen to Mike? Like I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mike, what do you want to say to Julia? Hey, Ju. <laughs> um, sorry to put you on the spot like this, but you weren't answering me. You And, you know, I just really wanted to talk to you because... Dude, I messed up, and I really regret that whole situation. Like, I, I was—I don't mean anything I said. Like, I was just talking out of anger, and I regret like every word. Like, it was really immature, and and you have every right to be mad at me. And I'm just really sorry. And like, I value your friendship, and I'm sorry for being a crappy friend. And like, I just really hope that you can forgive me. Like, I'm not saying right now, but just. Hopefully one day because I'm I'm really sorry, Ju. Like honestly, I really am. I'm on, I put you on the radio. That's how sorry I am. Um, <laughs> I just think I still need a little bit of time. Need a little bit of time. I, I understand. Yeah. Does that sound fair, Mike? Yeah, I just wanted to talk to her, and you guys helped me out with that. And I just wanted you to know, Ju, that I'm really sorry, and I feel terrible. Does that sound fair, Julia? Yep. He was able to say what he wants to say. He got it all out there, and uh, now you know how he feels. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're ready to uh, to get back in touch or to continue with that friendship, you can. Yeah. Is there any way to keep Julie on the phone and ditch Mike? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Mike, Yo, Mike, we're going to let you go. We love you, brother. You take care. Okay. All I right. love you guys. We're not going to ask who's my favorite. Nah, we ain't got time, time for that, for that now. now. Oh, Bruh. my God. Yeah, okay. later. Go. Go to work. <laughs> okay, Julie, it's just us. Julie, it's just us. He's gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is is it, is this going to happen at all? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. He hurts you pretty bad, huh? Yeah, and yeah. he brought like my friends into it too, so like not really down. Sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. Yeah, I know it happens, but you guys, <laughs> you guys both went through a trauma, you know, and mm-hmm. and you got to deal with that both as individuals and sort of like as a collective in your in your friend group, and people handle you know, death and trauma in many different ways. And some people lash out and they really do and say things that uh, they will regret forever. I'm not saying that you have to welcome him back in your life, but um, I think that uh, I, I think that he appreciated you at least hearing him out. Yeah. I mean, he texted me that same thing. He just said on the radio. So, oh, so recycled old news, huh? Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Come don't, up with new material, Mike. Don't, don't be friends with them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Julia. All right. Uh, we hope we help help the situation move along a little bit at least. And just to piss Mike off even more right now. Yeah. Uh, hey, Julia, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Because we know Ooh. Mike wants to answer this question so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say Mocha. Sorry, Roz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice, let's get, let's get, I'm gonna, can we get Mike back on the phone? No. Oh, we okay. got time. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Julia. You take care. Thank you. Bye. 
the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You ever been in a love triangle? Never. Never. Have you? Yes. How many? Couple. One unknowingly. Didn't even know. Huh? How's didn't, that didn't even know. Well, because you just... Oh, you were the other ting. Yeah. Oh. Didn't even know. Huh. Yeah. Did you know the... Shocking. Other other ting? Did I? Yeah. You did? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. yeah. And did you guys didn't talk even, about it after? No, not really. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like you knew of each other or like did you know each other? No, know we, each knew, other? we knew each other. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was in another love triangle, uh-huh. um, I guess, years ago where I guess like everybody knew, sort of. You all knew. Those don't last. No. <laughs> That's very no. hard to sustain. Uh-huh. It's very hard to sustain. That's not long term. No, it's no, no, no. It's not right? It's not a plan. No. Right? It's, it's, it's not, not. It's not in the financials. No, it's not. It the three of you aren't getting together with no. a spreadsheet being like, okay, this is no. the neighborhood we're going to live in. No, because how, does how much it, we can all afford for the mortgage. Thank you. Because how does it progress, right? The only way for that to evolve is if you all decide to thruple. Right, like, yeah. but the triangle doesn't work. No, right, it's too much. I, nobody has that kind of time management. But uh, Kristen Cavallari is uh, being accused of being in a love triangle. So the rumors happened happened when she was spotted out with um, uh, one of the guys from two of the guys from Southern Charm, uh, Craig Conover and Austin Kroll, mm-hmm. several times since her split with Jay Cutler. I have no idea who any of these people are, by the way. Do you know who I'm talking about? Do you not watch Very Cavallari? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Oh. I know, I know Kristen Cavallari. I like yeah. her a lot. Yeah, but she's I don't great. know. Who, I don't know who these guys are in her love triangle. Oh, yeah, neither do I. Jay Cutler used to yeah. play football. Oh, he's okay, hilarious. Cool. Yeah, okay. So I mean, anyway, I guess not now. He's so so they split, right? We yeah. all know that. And uh-huh. then so then there's Craig and there's Austin, and mm-hmm. this is what people are accusing Kristen of being in a love triangle with. Yo, but the girl's single. Well. Like, she's living her life. Okay. If she wants to experiment and be in a love triangle, let her yeah. do her thing. Okay, but the rumors got so bad that she had to actually address them, f- oh. like, head on. Listen yeah. to this. There's a little something that I feel like I should clear up. I do not feel like I owe anybody an explanation. Normally, I don't comment on this stuff. However, these rumors have been going on for about a year now, and some Instagram gossip page or whatever um is saying that i'm involved in a love triangle which (laughs) it's not true i haven't been involved in a love triangle since i was in high school oh but you were i'm not dating anybody um i haven't dated anybody in a few months and these two guys that i've been linked to for the past year are my friends that's it um i've never dated either one of them i can guarantee that i'm not going to date either one of them and it's possible for a grown woman to be friends with a grown man and for that to be it. So I'm not dating nah. anybody. I can assure you of that. I've actually really enjoyed being single for the last few months. I guarantee you at least one of those two other guys does not feel the same way about the relationship that she does. Bam, she just friends on <laughs> two at the exact same time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, on The Bachelor last night, um, things got, like, real awkward, man. Um, so Mike P., who is the virgin, who Katie eventually did send home. Oh, I don't, she did. Yeah, I don't know what kind of life you have, but I'll tell you, the one thing no woman ever wants to hear is a guy that yeah. is competing for her heart look at her and say, you know what? 
you are just about a better cuddler than my mom. Excuse me? Listen to everything that went down on The Bachelor la- Bachelorette last night. And man, do I love nurturers. She reminds me of my mom. Your legs are soft. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> my mom brings a nurturing touch to everything and every situation that she comes in contact with. Katie does the same thing. What are the I will guide them right here. When I was younger, my mom and my sisters, when my dad was at work, they'd be watching TV and, you know, my mom would be scratching my head and I'd be passed out sleeping. Like, that physical touch is everything to me. I think today was a moment where we were able to experience our first intimacy as, uh, as a couple. Oh, my gosh. My mom's the best woman I know. Oh but Katie's a better cuddler. There's no question about it. Uh, my mom's going to hate me for saying that, but at some point, every boy has to move on. <laughs> Okay, you're a grown-ass man, dog. Don't, don't refer to yourself as a boy. Super weird. Yeah, shut up about your mom. Like, I'm sure she's great and everything. Uh, thank you, yes. But we're talking about, like, a romantic connection here. Yeah, you can't go into The Bachelorette or even into any sort of new relationship and start comparing the way that your girlfriend cuddles to the way that your mother cuddles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's so super, weird. It's super weird, right? Yeah, I'm Isn't glad that, he went home. Yeah, yeah. Home you to gotta mom. send that home. Uh-huh. Back home to mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go get a cuddle. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Squanin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm stuffed. I had too much lasagna last night. How much? What are we talking about? Oh. Here? First my of God. all, talk to me about layers. I okay. need to know layers. Yeah, so interesting with uh so I have a kid who loves food and she's super adventurous, but she has just things that she does not enjoy. She's not picky, but she just has things she doesn't enjoy. Yeah. She doesn't enjoy whether it's in a dish or on a pizza or anything, big gobs of cheese. Mm. It's just not her thing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've, she's tried many times that I made a lasagna and she doesn't like the ricotta. So I, there's, that's not an option. No, no, not for her. I love ricotta. And she doesn't like, um, like big gobs of mozzarella or big gobs of like cheddar or anything like that. Right. So I had to, I had to go find a recipe for lasagna that would be delicious, but she would also be able to eat. And so I went and I was just like digging and digging and digging. It's called spaghetti. Exactly. No, I found this video on YouTube that was like in Italian and it was some like Michelin star chef who runs some little tiny restaurant in the middle of nowhere in Italy. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this video and their ingredients. So the way that they build a lasagna is they make their noodles homemade. I didn't make my noodles homemade. Yeah. yeah. But use a flat noodle, not the dry noodles with like all the ridges on the sides. Mm -hmm. Too thick. Okay. Too thick. Wow. So use a flat noodle, and the trick is um, you use a bechamel sauce. Mm-hmm. Which is what, again, remind so, me? So a bechamel sauce, it's one of, like, the the French, the key French sauces. So bechamel, first, you make a roux, so it's a big, like, stick of butter in a pan, mm. and then flour, mm-hmm. and you make a roux, so you cook that down so it becomes, like, a thick paste so it no longer has a flour taste to it. Yeah. And then you throw in, like, a bunch of milk, and it thickens up, and then nutmeg, salt, and pepper, right? That's a bechamel sauce. And then so you do that, and then you make your meat sauce. Mm -hmm. And with the meat sauce, um, no tomatoes. Interesting. So 
So you make like a you make like a ragu the way you can. You can put onion and carrot and everything else in it, grind it all up. Mm-hmm. So um, meat, no garlic either. So what? yeah, yeah, no okay. gar- no garlic either. Um, so I don't know if I'm coming over. Okay, for this meal. I'm telling you, Just man. Yet. I'm Just telling yet. you. Okay, so right. it's meat. Yeah, you, you, and you don't you don't gray the meat. You brown the meat like the meat is brown. Okay, when it's in the pan, and then you throw in a can and a half of tomato paste. Uh-huh. Right. And then beef stock and you cook that down and it becomes like super thick and unbelievably delicious. And then when you layer the lasagna, you do bechamel sauce, right? Thin Uh layer bechamel. And then you put the meat sauce right on top of the bechamel and you mix it. And then you do noodle, right? Yeah. Then you do bechamel sauce, meat, and the only cheese that Rox will eat is grated parm. So I do fresh grated parm. Thank God there's okay. cheese in this lasagna. Fresh grated parm. Okay. And then noodle, you got me. You got bechamel, me so far. meat, fresh grated parm, noodle, okay. bechamel, meat, fresh grated parm. And then when you get to the top, you do bechamel and fresh grated parm on top of that. On top All right. Of that I'm getting with, in my car with, now. I'm with, driving over. With olive I'm oil. interested. This was hands down, pants down, the best lasagna I've ever made. And it had no, no ricotta, no garlic, and no uh, mozzarella in it. Nothing. It was fresh. Fresh parm was the only cheese in there, and not even a lot of it. So how? Not much even did you a have? lot of it. How many? How many layers was it? No, no. How oh. much did you? Because you came in here like all bloated oh, and stuff. Oh, okay. So here's the way that I make lasagnas now. I used to make lasagnas in like a bigger sort of dish. Yeah. Right now, when I make a lasagna, I make smaller lasagnas and I make them in a high-walled bread tin. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's almost like everyone gets their own like, so, little stack of lasagna. So you can chop it into four, right? Uh-huh. I chop it into four. But when you do it in a high-walled bread tin, I can get like eight layers of lasagna oh, in geez. the high-walled bread tin. Okay. So average bread tin and you got your four squares. How many did you have? I had two full ones. So I basically had I basically had half a loaf of bread of lasagna last night. <laughs> How are you even walking today, bro? That's crazy. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me read you this. I found a list of the pettiest reasons people have dumped somebody. Oh, oh let me join. Come here, Maureen. Get on in here. Sweet cheeks. <laughs> Um, because one of these, Maury, pertains to you. Actually, mo- a lot of them pertain to you, but there's a lot of them. So have you, Mocha, ever rejected somebody based on just a completely never shameless, petty reason? Mm-mm. Never. Nonsense? Huh? Oh, no. I have. Yeah. Maury, you go. Oh, I I left a dinner once because I didn't like somebody's <laughs> somebody's hairline. <laughs> Wow. You of all you, people talking about hairline. <laughs> yeah. That big glowing bald spot yeah. on the back of your head. You got you got many hairlines that somebody could find offensive, Maury. <laughs> like the way yeah. that like your chest hair meets your neck. It's like too it's too sharp of a line. Yeah. This is weird. It looks manufactured. Oh, I do that at home. Yes, I know. You can tell. <laughs> you know when somebody shows you something really awful and you go, that's cool, and they go, yeah, it's homemade. And you're like, no. <laughs> it legit looks like you're wearing a sweater under that T-shirt. <laughs> Let me read you some of these. Um, somebody said that uh, he dropped something and said, whoopsie. <laughs> um, somebody said he refused to eat any kind of vegetable. He was 25. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, somebody else said I didn't like, like all did this. That person, you think that person like threw a tantrum? Like, no, I don't want broccoli. Maybe, I don't know, but this is why they got dumped. 
the petty reasons why somebody dumped somebody. Uh, somebody said, uh, I didn't like all the spelling, mis- spelling mistakes she was making. Uh-oh. Yeah. Somebody said he didn't use pillowcases. He owned pillowcases, but didn't use pillowcases. So it had just to the pillow? Yes. No. Yeah. Lazy. Right? That's yeah. a reason to dump somebody, uh-huh. I would say. That's a petty reason. Uh, somebody else said she had a live, love, laugh sign on her living room wall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that saying, though? I'm with you on that. You don't that. put it on your wall. Nah, I couldn't be involved with somebody who had a live, love, laugh sign on their wall. Do we have one in our house? No, we do not. No, no, I couldn't. I don't know. Uh, uh, somebody else said... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you the number one, and then I'm going to go back to number two. Okay. The number one is uh, she had the same name as my mom. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I get that. Right? I get Very that. weird. Like, I couldn't date a Thank friend. Thank you. Uh, here's the one that's uh, here's the one that's, uh, pertains to Maury. Uh, somebody dumped somebody. This is the pettiest reasons why you've ended a relationship. Somebody wrote, he held his knife like a pen. No, no, it does not say that. Yes, it does. No- I held my knife like a pen. Number two exactly on the list. How you hold your, your Maury knives. holds his knife like a pen. It's so weird. It's weird, yeah. right? But also, how else do? How else do you do hazard it? too? Like yeah. you cut yourself that way. Yeah, bro. it's not safe. But I, I've slips? never cut myself. Also, you get no leverage that None way whatsoever. Right? Like how are you going to cut into like a big, like a tick piece of steak? Yeah, I but if you know, hold it like a normal person, then your knife is all wobbly into the meat. <laughs> Who am I to argue with somebody about grips when it comes to wobbly meat? (laughs) (laughs) Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Misty, what's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing good. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Yeah? What's going on? Why are you reaching out? So, if my best friend knew my political views, he wouldn't want to be my friend anymore. Oh, yeah. You were a sis. Razumoka fixed my life. Uh, your best friend of 10 years hates anyone with a particular political opinion and thinks anyone that keeps those people in their lives are also bad. Wow. He said he could never be friends with them. Uh, what he doesn't know is my parents actually side with that political stance. To make matters worse... A few months ago, he said, but it's a good thing you and your family aren't like that. Oh, How do I keep being friends with him knowing that he probably wouldn't want to be friends in the first place? Do I just take the leap and tell him the truth or keep it to myself? Now, is your friendship, like, you got a pretty good friendship, though, right? Oh, yeah. We met, like, in middle school, and we have been friends ever since. Can he not accept the fact that, uh, or actually, it's, it's quite obvious that he won't be able to accept the fact that you and your family have different views well i don't know like i thought for sure that he would be okay with that but then the passing comment like gave me doubts because i was like well what if i'm not the exception to the rule or do you think he knows and that line that he delivered was just to get you to say well here's how my my family and i actually do think i honestly i have no idea because we didn't we don't really talk politics a lot it just came up like out of the blue what what sort of political things are we talking about here well i'm sure you guys remember in the states when everything kind of blew up and everyone was one side or the other yeah um so just you know how the country's being ran how they dealt with covid um presidency you know economy that kind of stuff Okay, so, but like, I, I need to know your parents, right? Are they, do they tend to uh-huh. run more, do they tend to run more conservative? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're Republican. Okay. 
Oh, finally. Okay. Um, Jeez. <laughs> so, Sorry. yeah. And you, you, we've seen a lot of this. We've seen, um, you know, people who have just cut people out of their lives for political opinion. And that's on both sides of these sort of ideologies. And the problem, mm-hmm. the problem is, is that we are now in a one ideological world, meaning if you told me one thing that you felt strongly about, I could probably go down the list and name 10 other things that you feel that strongly about without you even telling me, right? Where le- mm-hmm. people, people are leaning so far this way and so far that way that um, there's no more meeting in the middle. And it's not that there isn't room to meet in the middle. It's just there's an absolute reluctance to meet in the middle. And I have friends and I have my whole life had people that just completely disagreed with me politically and on social, certain social issues and, you know, ways that I would do certain things or ways that they would do certain things. Um, Uh But there was always a place where we met in the middle because as passionate as I was or as passionate as they were, when you got down to the core of what we were actually passionate about, you know, helping people, um, being good, um, making sure people don't fall too hard. We all agreed on those same things. We just wanted to go about it in a different way. Nobody wanted yeah. to. Nobody wanted to hurt people. Um, but we we all wanted to get to the same place. We just had a different idea on how to get there. But people don't look at what they have in common. They only see the differences that they have in people. And this is a brand new thing, man. When you were eighteen, Mocha, mm-hmm. did you know or care how your friends voted? Not at all. No. Um, because most people when you're young, okay, how old are you? Uh, 22. 22. So. Most people who are 22 um, or that 18 to sort of 21, 22, most people vote the way your family votes. Totally. Because that's just mm-hmm. the way life goes that's in a household. Right? That's your influence. That's the talk that you hear. Exactly. Inside the home anyway. Yeah. Right? And then and then eventually you can you know start forming your own opinions and you do your own research. You read your own books. You take your own courses. You make new friends. And maybe your opinions start to change. But the idea that at 22 you're going to start cutting people out or if people cut you out of their lives um, because either of you refuse to see what you have in common and only focus on what the differences are, I think is a real problem. And your generation is Mm -hmm. the only generation that can fix it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think there's a common ground between you and your friend um, to have adult conversations, you know what I mean? Without being pissy about it with each other or having to cut the other person out of their lives. I think there's a way to do it. For sure. Okay. All right. And that if this guy, sense. if this guy wants to cut you out of his life because of that, then Ugh. maybe he's got some growing up to do, right? And he's not worth yeah. the, he's not, you know, worth the friendship that uh, that you need in your life right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna tell you you're a bad person is what he's gonna do. Just so you know, be prepared for that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I was yeah. Uh, afraid of. Yeah. Be prepared for that. That's the that's what's gonna happen. All right. Okay. But you yeah. can you can oh, have that, that you, can, awesome, you, you, you can have that you can have that conversation. Of course you can. Look for stuff uh-huh. in the middle. Meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks, Misty. Thank you so much, guys. Roz and Mocha's fix my life on Kiss. Uh, Space Jam: New Legacy is in theaters and on demand right now, mm-hmm. starring LeBron James. LeBron James. <sighs> I tried to get the Space Jam sneakers, the LeBron James sneakers, and they sold out in like minutes. Yeah. I wasn't fast enough. Okay. All the bots got them. What they look like? Um, they were the ones I wanted were like orange and like a baby blue, oh, okay. and then the other ones were like a pink, 
I think it was like a pink and blue color. Okay. And then those ones sold out. They didn't have like Elmer Fudd on the side of them or anything? No, I uh, no, I don't, not the LeBron ones, but I'm pretty sure they have other Space Jam sneakers that have yeah. like characters associated with them. Right. Um, big ticket though. Hot item. Uh, hot items, actually, because they got like a full clothing lineup. Um, our guy, Donovan Bennett from Sportsnet, was able to speak to LeBron James in promotion of this movie. You can uh, see the full uh, interview at sportsnet.ca, by the way. Um, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous you got to talk to King James. What's your relationship with the franchise? Do you remember watching the original film or even watching the cartoon characters when you were coming up as a kid? Well, absolutely. Uh, how could you not? I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up watching Bugs all the time. Um, you know, Taz, um, you know, uh, Sylvester and his battles along with, with Tweety, uh, you know, the Road Runner, uh, dealing with the Coyote and the Coyote not being able to ever catch the Road Runner. Uh, Daffy, uh, I watched all of them. I mean, it was that was part of my childhood. So, um, you know, to be a part of their family, as loony as their family is, uh, you know, it, it was an honor for sure. I like how he he, uh, he thinks that he's friends now with them. Bugs, Taz. Kicking you know him with mean? all them. Well, you know what? I guess in his mind, because... I'm just as much friends with Bugs Bunny as LeBron James is. No, but what I think the difference is when LeBron James was like in the voice booth, let's say, yeah. right? Doing stuff and maybe going over lines back and forth with Eric Bauza, who's doing a lot of the voices yeah. of those characters. As that character, if LeBron James is having the conversation with the character, maybe he just like feels like he's formed some sort of a connection. I'll tell you, there's no, none of those guys were in that booth with LeBron James. No, he was. Eric Bauza really? said, yeah. Really? Eric Bauza said there were a couple of scenes where the two of them were trading lines back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like maybe LeBron, and he was okay. so invested in this movie <laughs> that he felt like he was actually acting I, with with those characters i need to know spoiler I, you have to spoil do they save the universe or not well i'm not spoiling that come on well i didn't watch it yet. i'm gonna i'm gonna rent it it's on demand today yeah, so i'm gonna okay, rent it okay i'm gonna rent it tonight you mentioned your brother drake he's done some acting your other brother michael b jordan has done some acting did they holler and try to give you some tips as you're now a leading man no absolutely i mean uh you know, they, they, we, we, we give, uh, you know, pointers to each other all the time, you know, and uh, like you said, those are two of my brothers, uh, Michael B and, uh, and Drake. And, you know, they just told me just to, you know, have fun with the process. Uh, the hours are going to be long and they're going to be different than anything you've ever done. But, uh, you know, you know, have fun with the process and, and enjoy it, um, you know, because the, the finished product is going to be something that you can never imagine or dream about. So uh, just enjoy it and give, give yourself to it. I liked LeBron James when he was in the Trainwreck movie. Remember with uh, Bill Hader and Amy Schumer? Oh, yeah. Like just his little cameos that he made in that movie. I thought it was didn't pretty funny. The, wasn't there something about his hair in that movie? Yeah, something about him going bald. And then another one where uh, him and Bill Hader were at the coffee shop where they went. They met up for lunch. And then right. LeBron was like, so we can split the check around. Right. <laughs> It was so funny. Anyway, uh, Space Jam, uh, a new legacy in theaters and on demand today. Shout out to our guy, Donovan Bennett from Sportsnet. Uh, if you want to see that full interview uh, that he did with King James, it's at sportsnet.ca. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Space Jam, A New Legacy with LeBron James and Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and the rest of the Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm. Out right now and got some pretty harsh criticism. People did not like it at all. Including the director of the original Space Jam starring Michael Jordan. That's what you get. Back in the day. His name is uh, Joe Pitka. And he called the reboot an uninteresting mess. He said it was so boring, he couldn't sit through it. Like, he couldn't watch it in one sitting. It took him five separate sessions to complete the two-hour movie. But that's also pettiness, too, though, right? That has to factor in there. Like, you took something that or they took something that you had done and you're really proud of. And yeah. you weren't asked to be involved in the reboot and all this stuff. So you're judging He's picking the mo- it apart. You're Absolutely. judging the movie on a, on a much harsher level than uh, maybe what others are. But the reviews for it are, are awful. Yeah. So the director of the original Space Jam, by the way, that one was made in, in 1996. Yeah. He said that back then, Michael Jordan just wasn't the best basketball player. He was the biggest celebrity in the world. Mm -hmm. So shots fired right there at LeBron. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he says LeBron's an incredible athlete and a very good actor. But adds in, quote, the truth is that LeBron ain't Michael. Wow. Yeah, but. (sighs) He also says that in his movie, it tied the plot to. Michael Jordan's personal life where he retired from basketball and wanted to make the switch to be a professional baseball player. And he said the new movie is missing a personal connection to LeBron James. Oh, nobody cares. So again, picking it apart. Pettiness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He also went on. (laughs) This is the director of the original Space Jam. He also went on to say that the um, celeb guest features in the original were far superior to some of the select features oh, for God's in the LeBron James version. What is it sitting at on Rotten Tomatoes right now? 31%. Oh, Not really? that that matters at all. But look, audience score, 81. Yeah. Right? That's how you have to... There's a lot of these movies, man, like the Space Jams of the world or the whatevers. And you can't, you can't be grown... Especially this, and and I understand everybody's lives are different, but you can't be grown with no kids and um, expect to fully understand the intent of Space Jam. I always think that you can judge a movie on its artistry, on its te- whether it's technical, on the script. You can judge a movie on all that stuff. But if the movie truly hits its mark, its intended mark, you have to give it credit for that because then it becomes about taste and demographics. Sure. And a lot of the people who are ripping Space Jam apart are pulling it apart because, yes, maybe it's a bad movie, but did it hit its mark, right? And 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 I don't know. I haven't seen it. But when you look at the audience score, did six-year-olds like it? I'm sure they did. Right? Like I'm that, sure kids liked it. That's the— right. That's the thing is that you 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 judge these you judge these films so so harshly and and to think that you know anybody who's intended to be a fan of the new Space Jam movie that they're going to wonder where the personal connection off screen to LeBron James was because he wasn't going through the death of a parent where he was looking to leave the thing that he did best in the world like Michael Jordan was like yeah. that's just too it's, much of a reach man it's Space Jam it's, not, Space it's, Jam. it's not a Martin Scorsese movie right. <laughs> Uh, so the director of the original Space Jam does not like the new version. No. He also goes on to say, oh quote, my God. It, 
that the movie looked like one of those fluffy dolls you buy at an airport gift shop to bring your kid when your business trip is taking too long. Yeah, and you know what? Kids love them. <laughs> Right, like like Matt, like Ben Affleck is no Christian Bale when it comes to acting. Right? right, we all we can all agree on that. That if you had to like lay it all out on talent and ability and skill and determination and what you're willing to do for a role, Christian Bale is far above Ben Affleck on that ladder. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck was still a good Batman. He was. He really was. Right? Yeah. We were all kind of like skeptical. Yeah. But then when you watch him in that role. But we can all agree he's not Ben a- he's not Christian Bale. No, absolutely not. LeBron By the way, James ain't Michael Jordan. Uh the director of the original Space Jam goes on to say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> ah, he's not he's not mad at the uh, new legacy. Oh, no, I didn't get that. Right? Space Jam and New Legacy. He's not yeah, mad. I didn't get that at all. About the movie. <laughs> yeah. He just thinks that it sucks. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I know you're a huge fan of the office. Oh. And uh, which was that? <laughs> stop it. And I had no idea. I I don't listen to that podcast that Jenna Fisher does. Oh, the Office Ladies. But it's they, her and Angela. They drop so much, like inside information, mm-hmm. and make so much news yeah. from that one little podcast talking about the Office and everything that just sort of went on over the years. All the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and. I'm one of those people where if I see somebody on a show for a very, very, very long time, they will never be anything other than that person, mm-hmm. right? And, and a lot take- of people on The Office that come from that show are that same way. Shockingly, though, Steve Carell is the only one for me that's not. Really? I can, Steve no, Carell is still I can see Steve Carell doing Michael anything. Scott. I can see Steve Carell doing anything. But everybody else, like, I still, like, I try and watch, and it's a great, it's a great show, everything else, but, like, I try and watch Jim... What's his name? Jim Halpert. John Krasinski. John John Krasinski. Jim, John Krasinski. I try and watch his show, like where he's a spy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting show. I like the show. But he's still Jack Ryan. But he's still Jim. Like he's still Jim. We watch uh, Quiet Place Part 2 over the weekend because it dropped on Prime. He's not even in that. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he is. Is he? Mm -hmm. Trust me. You haven't seen it yet? I did see it. Okay, trust me. I didn't like it. it. Part 2? Yeah. It felt like it felt like the first 35 minutes of a movie. Like it felt like completely not finished. Like the story was Quiet so slim. Yeah. With him and Emily Blunt, his wife. Yeah. Oh. He's in it. How do you watch this movie and not know that he was in it? I watched the movie. He was in it, man. When? Bro, oh, I like the very beginning. At the Are you serious? Yeah. You're kidding. No. <laughs> He's not in the movie. I'm telling you right now. Did you watch it, Mark? You watched it, right? Yeah. Is he in the movie? Did you watch it, when is he in the Place movie? No, I didn't see it. When is he in the movie? I got so much other stuff I want to talk about right now. But Bro. when is he in the movie? Yo. Does the he die? Very, at the very, very... Do you not remember how uh, part one... In- you need to go watch these movies back to okay, back. Hold on. I literally just watched... I watched this less than a week ago. Okay. Did you watch part one? Yeah. Okay. Right to the end? Yeah. Did you fall asleep? No. At all? No. Did you doze? No. Okay. No. So you watch the end of part one? Yeah. Spoiler alert. What happens at the end of part one? Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. So he dies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. Part two at the very beginning. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It takes you back to day one that everything happened when those alien monsters arrived on Earth. Oh, yeah. But that's a flashback. But it's he's, a flashback. He's in it for two minutes in a flashback. Uh, it's longer than that. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, I didn't like the movie at all. Let's go what? Let's go 
Nah, yeah, it, it still yeah, counts. Yeah, of course sure. it counts. Okay. You, did you fall asleep at the beginning? No, no, no. I watched all that. Oh, no. Here's my I question. Like Before it. we get into this other stuff, yeah. right? Um, two things about mm-hmm. this movie that bug me, right? Right. Number one, does nobody use the bathroom? Because throughout the entire movie, it takes place over the course of, I think, like two days. Right. Nobody uses the bathroom. Nobody has to poo. You're right. Right? Uh, also, are there, there are like zero pets whatsoever left in the world. I don't know. I didn't see, because these monsters, these aliens, I guess mm-hmm. because they have super hearing. Yeah. So what, like if a dog barks or if a cat meows, the goal, find that. I think they're already all, I think they're already dead. Yeah, I think they're all dead. So humans just assume that, yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, but you liked it? I yeah. thought it, it felt no, like. did t- I like the movie? Yeah, no. That was all right. I thought it felt like, it felt like 10 minutes of a movie. Anyway, uh, so, oh God, um, <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. So, oh, the, that Office podcast. Yes. So Pam, Jenna Fisher, for a lot of people, will always be Jenna Fisher mm-hmm. or will always be Pam. So yeah, you got Pam me Beasley. shook. And so listen to this story she tells about when she tried to move on from The Office. I was fired from a pilot that I did with Matt LeBlanc. It's on the air still, man with a plan. I was his what? wife. I got hired. I shot the pilot. While I was there, the network said they wanted more scenes with me. I was like, I am nailing it. After we finished it, they showed it to focus groups. They said, this is a literal quote. I don't believe Pam would marry Joey. The chemistry doesn't work between these two. I didn't know I was fired until literally two days before they were going to announce it at the big press junket in New York. I get this call. And the first thing I said was, is it not getting picked up? And they said, it's getting picked up, but without you. And I was like, wow. Right. I guess I'll unpack my suitcase. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, because they looked at her. They still looked at her as Pam and Matt LeBlanc as Joey. And there was like, there was no way that Pam was going to marry Joey from Friends. So she lost the job. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Too hot to handle. People still catching up on this show. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, following Carly on Instagram. She's with that dude. Carly from Toronto is now in Los Angeles. L.A. She moved to L.A., right? Yeah. With what's his name? What's that guy's name? Um, 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 she's with the guy. She's I know with the she's... guy. And he was the latecomer to the show, wasn't he? Yeah. Was yeah. it start with an R? God, it seems like I watched that show. It was yeah. only like two weeks ago that I wrapped up that show. Yeah. Or three weeks ago. It seems like but, so long uh, But ago. she's writing stuff like they're they're making out uh, on Instagram. And she's writing stuff like the only lips he'll ever kiss for the rest of his life and stuff oh, like wow. that. Joey. Joey. Thank hey. you. Oh, yeah. He was kind of like, a, he was a little bit awkward, kind of goofy. I remember that guy. I like yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 I like yeah, that guy. yeah, 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 yeah. So now to Cam and Emily. Cam, for me, had the biggest sort of story arc mm-hmm. on that show as far as the guy that he went in there as to where how he grew up. Because that's the one thing I love about that show is that, you know, it starts off and it's real hysterical that you take the horniest group of, you know, 20-somethings and you stick them on an island. You tell them they're not allowed to do anything mm-hmm. um, with each other or to themselves. Like, they're just not, like, there's no touching, there's no making out, there's no kissing, there's no nothing. And Cam was Cam like, broke a couple rules. Like, I mean, he broke, <laughs> he broke a couple rules, right? Uh-huh. Just a couple rules. Uh-huh. Uh, but he and Emily really went through the thing, and that's what I really like about that show is that the it it, it is more emotional than what you think it would be. Uh, so Emily and Cam still very much a couple. Are they really very much? Because a they couple. filmed this like a, a a long time ago. Yes. I'm pretty sure they filmed season two, which is on Netflix now. Season two and three. Yeah. Back to back. Yes. So 
So who knows? Yeah. Right? Wow. But uh, but yeah. But just like just like they do on The Bachelor and and everything else, you have to keep it quiet for yeah. a long time, and you can't see each other, and you can't hang out, you can't do any of that stuff. Uh, so uh, Emily and Cam were on the Pretty Little Things podcast, and after you meet in that sort of situation where you're not allowed to do anything to each other or with yourself, yeah. What was it like when you got off the island? By the way, this is uh, Cam and Emily talking a lot about sex. So okay. do what you need to do with the volume. What was the first thing you guys did when you got home? <laughs> we joined the Mile High Club. Oh, we did oh. that. Yeah, we both joined the Mile High Club. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think a round of applause is in, is in favour. Yeah, yeah, that was that? fun. Like, <laughs> Not everyone like joins the Mile High Club. I think that's some pretty big news, that. Well done, yeah, congrats. Thank you, thank you. I always forget about that. Yeah. I legit How can you forget? So that was the first proper time, I guess. I mean, it was on the plane home from from there. Yeah, so, well, obviously, right. that is what the Mile High Club is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying, maybe there was another plane involved. I'm just, I'm just clearing this up for people. But then, obviously, besides that, we, yeah, we did have sex like seven times a day for a week. Jesus, I mean, that's some good going. That's a pretty good yeah. stamina from you both. <laughs> my nickname for his by his friends is Rabbit. Yeah, my, my friend was legit worried about me. Like he pulled me aside when I was over. I was, I was living with my housemate at the time. He was like. I think it's a bit too much. Now. He was like, I'm actually like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, I'm all right. He was like, yeah, but it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that's above average, to be fair. Yeah, no, it was. Oh, yeah. it, it was, oh, oh, hun, there's nowhere near that now. It, it, oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. that a month. Yeah, like, oh, no, no, no. We've been having sex a lot recently. Thank you. Hold on. Seven times. Yo, I got, I'm just tired thinking about that. Let me sit down for a second. Seven times. Yeah, so anyway, that's wow. the update. Uh, Emma. Emily and Cam still very much together. They seem uh, happy as hell. And like from all the relationships that we've seen on all these different shows, these were two people that really should not have worked. No, not at and all. And the best part is, is that it's looking like it is working. Yeah. Which like is perfect uh, for each other. Perfect. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Was it National Hot Dog Day today? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I love hot dogs. I crushed hot dogs the other night. I've had hot dogs two nights in a row. or had to- Sorry, I had hot dogs three nights in a row until last night. Uh, question for you. So they were pulling a bunch of people on hot dog habits. Mm-hmm. And, and keep in mind, okay, that I don't want you to get super irate because they're not asking people which they prefer. They're just asking people whether they have before. So this isn't okay. about personal taste or what people think is right or wrong. They're just yes. asking about people whether they have or have not. Okay. And the question was... Have you ever put the condiments on the bun before the hot dog went in the bun? Yes, I have. You have? Yes, as an experiment. Okay. Not you're, you're out, not you're not alone. Like not out of preference. You're not preference. Seventy five percent of people oh, have. But no. I've never once put condiments on the bun and because then slid said, the wiener in. You said, "Have you ever?" I know. Not, I know. Do you prefer or do you do? I now? was just shocked that we're at seventy five percent of people that have done that. What did you put on? Like what spread was it? Oh, just your basic um, mustard. Really? Huh? Yeah, mustard, ketchup, and relish. Because I just wanted to see if it would change change the taste. Yeah. Um, and I found that yeah. you get the condiment taste a little later into your your bites right. as you're chewing. Whereas traditional, my preference yeah. is hot dog in the bun, yeah. and then you put your condiments on top. Yes. Because I feel as soon as you take that bite, yes. you get the flavor of everything right away. Right. I don't want I don't want wiener first and then everything else after. Right, I want I want it all together in my mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shut up. 
Sorry. Turn on the music. Go ahead. No, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that I like it when it's everything all together, when it all hits me at the same time. If you start burying things, then the first thing to hit the mouth is the wiener, and then you don't taste everything until after after that. And that is just not my preferred way to ingest <laughs> I don't want to say eat to ingest and enjoy um, a hot dog alright well happy okay. national hot, hot dog, dog day everybody day. Yeah. Hey. the Roz and Mocha show podcast Ted Lasso comes back to Apple TV plus on Friday I don't know exactly how many episodes they're going to release um, but if it's I, anything like probably two right probably yeah. yeah if it's anything like all their other shows they'll do uh they release a bunch week one, and then moving forward throughout the series, they release an episode a week. Because isn't that what they did with... Um, physical. Physical. And uh, what's that new show I'm watching now on Apple TV Plus? Um, Schmigadoon? Oh, did they start that already? Yeah. Is it good? Oh, my God. It's awesome. Key and Michael Key. <laughs> yeah, in it, and Cicely and Strong. From formerly of SNL. Yeah. Um, but they released the, the first two. Oh, did they really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso, uh, it's incredible. I love the way they they write this show and his character. You fall in love with him instantly. Yeah. He's positive attitude all the time. Yeah. Very supportive. Just like a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. Um, and the show, oh, God, I just can't say enough amazing things about it. And the supporting cast on that show helped propel Jason Sudeikis as that character of mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. Uh, Hanning Waddingham, Hannah Waddingham, sorry, plays Rebecca, uh, who's Ted's boss in the show. Without giving anything away, because I really want, if you haven't watched season one, please go do yourself a favor mm-hmm. and start watching tonight before we get season two on Friday. Um, and just like her love for for the character of Ted Lasso was brought up, as well, uh, Damon Mori had a chance to talk to her. Do you wish that Ted was a real guy in real life who was real? I wish he was a real guy who was my best pal that I could ring and go, oh, my God, to. Yes, 100%. 100%. I think we can yeah. all agree oh. that if Ted Lasso was a real guy, the world would be a hell of a lot better place. Like if yeah. he was in our lives. And then they'd find one of his old tweets and cancel him. <laughs> you know what i mean that's what happens to guys like ted lasso we all know it um so if you watch season one of of ted lasso you know rebecca uh hannah waddingham's character rebecca goes through some stuff um it's not a spoiler alert it pretty much gets brought up i think in the first episode that she's going through some stuff um with her soon-to-be ex-husband mm-hmm. so one thing that got brought up and i don't know i didn't watch the any of the the new episodes yet i don't know if more if you got an advance on it or not but um, one of the things that's brought up, I think, at the trailer, too, is that she's trying to get revenge on her ex-husband. Ooh. Uh, and how that plays out in season two. Now, Rebecca's journey starts by getting back at her ex. Are there exes in your life that are thrilled you didn't take revenge like this? <laughs> Good question. Well, how do you know I haven't? Well, that's why I asked the question this way in hopes that you would tell me a great story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you know, we've all had those exes that we've had to crawl out from under, figuratively speaking. And, um, yeah, I used I'm, I never shy away from the fact that I, I used a lot of my own experience to inform Rebecca. So, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's smatterings of me all over it anyway. 
Oh, scandalous. So far. <laughs> so far. Like, anytime Dan Mori does an interview with somebody, it yeah. always... Like, there's great questions, and yeah. then it always goes sideways somehow, yeah. right? So, yeah. so far, we've heard two uh, great questions, two great answers. Yes. Now, things don't go sideways with Hannah Waddingham, Rebecca from Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Things go sideways almost immediately with Phil Dunster, who plays Jamie in Ted Lasso. Jamie is the hot shot, thinks he knows everything yes. soccer player. Yes. Right? The one with the abs. Yes. Here's where things start, and they go sideways immediately. Now, Rebecca's journey starts... Oh, wait, no, no, not that one. Sorry, this one. Now, what extremes did they go to on set to ensure you always look perfect? <laughs> Someone always on hand. Uh, yeah, they, uh, there's a lot of hairspray. Wow, yeah, a lot, a lot of hairspray. It's, uh, it's pretty, much, pretty much that. Hairspray, bronzer, and, you know, as we see at the start of season one, Jamie is in a position where he spends a lot of time without a huge amount of clothes on. And so in answer to your question, they helped out just, just draw the abs out a little bit that maybe he's gotten lost in over the pandemic. They just sort of used you know, a little bit of, of contouring. I need that to, can, how did they draw them on? Like, honestly, like, can you draw abs on like a food baby? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, please, I need some, I need some tips. <laughs> you just are one Wait. big giant circle. Yeah. It looks like a target. <laughs> more, more, more trying to flirt with Hawkeye from Ted Lasso. Uh, anyway, season two is out tomorrow. Or sorry, not tomorrow. It's out on Friday, Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. But please do yourself a favor. If you haven't watched season one of Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. highly, highly recommend. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Season two of Ted Lasso drops on uh, Apple TV+. Plus Tomorrow. Season one is killer got like 20 emmy nominations Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen ted lasso yet please do that you need him and that character in your life more than you even know and to me jason sudeikis who plays ted lasso is becoming more and more like ted lasso in real life Mm -hmm. unless the ted lasso character is more of a reflection of who jason sudeikis is right in real life. In the past, we've seen Sudeikis wear sweaters or hoodies with writing on it supporting different mm-hmm. different movements. And he wore a shirt to the season two premiere of Ted Lasso the other night. Mm-hmm. It was a black t-shirt with white letters that spelled out Jaden, Marcus, and Buyako mm-hmm. on it. So he was on Stephen Colbert talking about that shirt. He was asked about that shirt mm-hmm. in particular because maybe not a lot of people know right. exactly why he was wearing that shirt or those names, uh, who they are. Now, uh, you wore uh, a very interesting T-shirt to the season two premiere. Sure. It got a lot of attention. For those who, who may not know, yeah. what is the significance of the names on your T-shirt here? Sure. Well, uh, Jaden, Marcus, and Bacayo are three of the English footballers from their national team. Yep. Uh, they were the last three fellas, young fellas, that, that took the penalty kicks. Uh, they didn't turn out the way that certainly England would have hoped. Certainly a lot of us here in the States would have too and people worldwide. And they caught a lot of guff online, uh, the three young black men. Mm-hmm. And our show is rooted in, in both, you know, uh, despising things like bullying and racism and whatnot. But it also is rooted and takes place in London and England. And so, yeah, it was just our way to use this big fancy premiere to, like, spotlight them and let them know we got their back and, and how much we support them. And, and yeah. Have and- you all been embraced by... Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> I, I, don't, I don't I don't mind taking claps for the show, you know, but like taking claps for that, that's nothing. Like what they've gone through and what they do, like even Marcus, the, the remarkable things he did, like leading up to the season during the pandemic and feed, helping feed kids that weren't getting school lunches because they weren't going to school. Like those are the, I hope, I hope it's understood that we're all clapping and supporting them. Like, it, like I'm just wearing a shirt, you know what I mean? But like, and it was just, it was just a, um, a way to humanize and personify the, those three, those three fellows, and that's why I chose to use. You know, their, their back, their, their surnames are on the back of their kits. You know, their mm-hmm. uniforms. So that's why I gave, used their first names, the names their parents gave them, because they're, they're, they're kids. They're young men, and they should be, you know, have the opportunity to succeed and fail and tie like everyone. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. Like Jason Sudeikis, real yeah. life Ted Lasso. Yeah, no, he's great. He's good. But I, the thing I do love about J- Jason Sudeikis is I. There's very few other people, maybe like Mark Wahlberg's in that category, and there's a few other people where they can do just pure comedy, right? Mm -hmm. But then they can also be filthy, like Jason Sudeikis in those horrible boss movies, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) Or like any of those other movies where he's such a schemer and he's filthy and he's sleazy. The complete opposite of Ted Lasso. But for some weird reason, Jason Sudeikis can flip easily between the two because regardless of what he's doing, the one thing that he always is is unbelievably charming. Mm -hmm. Like even when he's a scheming douche. There's still there's still a charm to him yeah. that he has, and that's what makes him so unique, and that's what makes that character Ted Lasso so unique. So well, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Uh, Ted Lasso season two is out tomorrow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. See all those uh, pics of Benifer out and about in L.A. yesterday. Yeah. So they were house hunting. The story goes at the time because then there was an update um, that they were looking at mansions together. And one of the places they looked at is a $65 million, 31,000-square-foot place, mm-hmm. eight bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, and a bowling alley. And then people were like, OMG, she broke up with A-Rod like two months ago mm-hmm. and then immediately hooked up with her ex, Ben Affleck, and now they're house hunting. When you know, you know, I guess. And then the update came later that, no, he was just being like, a supportive boyfriend. She's looking for a new place. He's just driving her around? And he's just, like, tagging along while she's looking for this new place. Yeah. And they went to see a bunch of places together. But it would make sense. Let's just God, say... And that, that really changes the story, too, because you look at $65 million and you're like, yeah, if the two of them split it, that's fine, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. But totally. no. That's, no, that's, that's 65 one mil. One yeah, person. Yeah, J-Lo can afford it, though, right? I know, but still, that's a lot of but money. But that place, man. let's say if they go for that place, right? If she ends up getting that place, yeah. that's big enough for... Her and her kids and Ben and his kids? <laughs> sure, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, fa- other families have blended before where yes. you don't need 9,000 square feet to do it. You but know what I mean? bathroom, that seems excessive, man. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, 31,000 square feet it's, seems it's, excessive. Because uh, I'm such a, like, I like what I like, right? Like, I, I'm very um, habit-forming. Yeah. If I had a house that had 12 bathrooms in it, mm-hmm. I guarantee you I would live my entire time in that house without having ever used any of them, uh, all of them. Oh, yeah. Or even visiting all of them. Yeah. Like, guarantee. Like, I'm not the type of person where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go try it out. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- like I like what I like. I'm going to go to the... To the- the, base, the second basement yeah, and like, use that bathroom. Yeah, if I sat on the toilet and there was not a mirror in front of me because that's how I like my bathrooms to be laid out. Oh, here we go. Right? I would never <laughs> use that bathroom. <laughs> do, 
At ET Canada, your other job. Yes. The bathroom that you have there. Yes. Do they have a mirror? Of course. Yeah. In your dressing room? Yeah. Yeah. I have two in giant front? mirrors in my dressing room. No, you don't. Yeah. Two? I have a full length mirror, like by where my clothes are. Yeah. So I get dressed and I can do a twirl. Uh-huh. Right? And then I and then in my bathroom I have a mirror in like my sink is right in front of my toilet with a mirror over it and I'm tall enough that I can see my face in it. So you can I, poo and do a, por- if a twirl I, if I sit. Well, you don't twirl when you poo. <laughs> that's that's dangerous and 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 you, and you cruel should. to the cleaning staff. <laughs> you tried though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to thank you by the way. I used the bathroom like you yesterday. What, what do you mean, like a human? <laughs> <laughs> well, you sat in there for two hours watching exactly. Netflix yeah. documentaries. I sat on the toilet do? for like an hour yeah how would that how'd that go heaven right it was um, unbelievable yeah what did you how much work did you get done while you were in there a little peace and quiet quiet i read yeah. I was like you could get a lot right. done did sitting you, on the toilet yeah did a leg fall asleep or no 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 i think because mine aren't as long as yours oh my legs always fall asleep and then i gotta pick one up and prop it on the I side of the shower leg on me. the whole seat yeah no, one of my legs always falls asleep, and then I have to prop it up next to me to get the blood flowing again. Did Dammit Matthew not, like, wonder where you were? Has oh, Dammit Matthew ever wondered where no, he was? No, he just doesn't care. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Now that yeah. things are uh, slowly opening up across the country, major attractions are doing the same, prepping. And one attraction... That gets a lot of attention is the CN Tower, the edge walk. This is where you go up like 400 feet in the sky Mm -hmm. and you step outside of the domey part of the CN Tower onto a massive platform that just overlooks everything Mm -hmm. right across Toronto and beyond. And they tether you and you just hang. Um, so they're going to reopen starting tomorrow and you can book your tickets right now, cntower.ca. And this is the 10th anniversary. You've never done this before, Ross. Hell no. I know Dan Mori and I did it on year one. And FYI, if you are planning on, on booking your trip, whether you're in the city or across the country, again, cntower.ca, uh, it's currently limited to three guests per walk and they have physical distancing and everything. Sure. 300 feet. <laughs> yeah, thank, that's enough distance, I think. <laughs> uh, to celebrate the 10th anniversary, Damon Mori decided to uh, invite his father, Frank, to be a part of the CN Tower Edgewalk experience. Right. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Damon Mori's dad, Frank, who we love, had heart surgery. Right, man. This isn't the smartest thing, dude. Like three years ago. Yeah, even still, three years. That's not long enough. Not at all. Right? So, <clears throat> give the guy some time. Let him take it easy. Probably not even suggest that. Right? Yeah. Um, but he did anyway. And here, I'm going to play for you Frank's reaction to, <laughs> to his son. His loving son wanting to spend time with him and making this type of suggestion. Hello. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. It's always great to hear your, my father's voice. Okay, uh, what is it that you're looking for, or what would you like? <laughs> I have for you the epic father and son date night for you and me. Oh, do you? You and I are going to do something that every father and son wishes they could do together. Okay, well, well uh, what, pray tell, do we have? You and I, <laughs> Frank and Maury, are going to do the CN Tower Edgewalk. 
what? <laughs> you realize that uh, I had a heart issue that I uh, that I overcame? Is this safe for me? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you might be going home alone. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize I was a bit of humor. <laughs> okay, bring your will along with you. Oh. Oh, I didn't, well. I didn't think about that. Okay, well, I might have to have a couple of drinks before I do that. Oh, okay, you're geez, buying. That's one thing you're not supposed to do. <laughs> okay, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> because if you know, if you, or if you don't know, uh, before you do the edge walk at CN Tower, you yeah. actually have to do a breathalyzer. Do you? You uh-huh. can't show up a little buzz? No, you can't. Come on! Yeah, you gotta What's do the breathalyzer. The fun in that? You gotta do a breathalyzer before nah. you head up there. Um, so, damn it, Maury took his father, Frank, who had heart surgery like three years ago. Also, I'm sure people have done that on shrooms. Um, 400 feet up in the air to the edge walk because there's so much. Yeah. There's so much stuff. Okay. Poor Frank with that heart of his. <sighs> Sober. Right? Sober. <laughs> there's so much to get into and to nah. break down. So, we'll do that in like three minutes. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Okay. Edge walk. I got to hear this. The CN Tower uh, reopens their edge walk tomorrow, celebrating its 10th anniversary. This is where you go um, and you get to walk on a platform 356 meters or 106 stories above the ground. Yeah. Massive platform at the CN Tower. And you hang off, right? Like they, they harness you and then people like lean back like. Yeah. Right? There's two two nah, things that the, me, you can lean back into the city, yeah. right? Nah. And then they have another one. On the top where, of the CN Tower, I'm going to yep. lean back. Nah. And then they have another one where you're facing forward and you yeah. put your feet just above the edge. No. Like over the edge. No. You put your feet. Yeah. So um, if you don't know, Dan Moore's father, Frank, had heart surgery. <laughs> I think like three years ago. Three, four years ago. It's and not, um, cool, man. And Maury thought it would be a great idea to take him up to the top of the CN Tower and have him walk around on that big platform. That's not cool. That's right? Not Your adrenaline cool. is rushing. No. Um, here's what happened. You should come check this out. Oh, by the way, this uh, young lady's voice that you're hearing, this is mm, your guide. You don't sure. They don't, like, strap you in and like, <laughs> let you have free reign right. of the platform. You actually have a guide up there, right? You should come check this out. You got it, Frank. You got it. Holy shit. Slow and steady wins the race. Well, I don't know. This is this is a really nerve-wracking. Oh my god. Okay, but think about it more as like a father and son moment. This is pretty cool. Look around, take this all in. Well, I had to go to this extent to get to this part. Oh my god, couldn't we do it on ground level? Are you kidding me? We're only 356 meters above the ground. Hey, look, you can see my condo. What the hell am I doing up here? <laughs> that would be my reaction, exactly. Right? Like, why couldn't you just take me for steak, bro? Yeah. Right? Like, why Why do we have to bond like this? I know. We could have gone out for wings. Yeah. But instead, you have yeah. me up here. What the hell am I doing up here? <laughs> so, uh, as we were saying, one of the features... He one sounds of the things like a that- Seth MacFarlane character. Like, that, you, your dad sounds oh. like a, a composite of, like, dads. What the hell am I doing up here? <laughs> so, what do you think happened when uh, the tour guide, when you're up on that edge walk, yeah. then says, hey, we are now going to lean back, sit back into the city no. with your arms winged out? No. 
spread right across. No. We're gonna have our feet shoulder length apart, flat on the platform, and then just walk it back. Once our heels are over the edge, straighten those knees and point those toes to the sky, shoulders back, and we're chilling like a villain. Okay, uh, I got it. Okay, when was the last time you sat down? Uh, you wanna, you wanna check into my regularity? <laughs> you got it, yeah, you can lean yeah, back yeah, a little bit, it. there we go. Do you want me to check in next week? Well, what? Yeah, now lean back a bit to get those feet out in front of you, and now just walk it back. Are you having fun? Yeah, I'm having uh, just a but in all honesty, Can we have an emotional moment and realize how cool this is that we're doing this together? Emotional? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, don't, don't have a moment way up in this altitude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did he just make a poop joke? <laughs> I yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all's good because uh, Frank made it and uh, enjoyed everything about the edge walk at CN Tower. I think your congratulations are in order because we've just completed the edge walk. Yay, us, we did it. You know what? I think that was uh, quite a feat, quite an adventure. And... Uh, and we did it together, father and son. Let's not forget that. Yeah, let's not forget that. I mean, I don't remember in my beginning of my fatherhood that I was going to be standing way up here, risking my life once again <laughs> for you. Once <laughs> again. Holy mackerel. Did I sign up for this year that I was going to put my whole life in jeopardy? And I'll add this, and you didn't even have another heart attack. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, but you did put me at risk. <laughs> I think I said risking my life for you again. I know, again, like this happens all the time. How many times am I almost going to have to die for you? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Jerbal Fox's uh, new competition re- reality show that they got coming out this fall. Fighting. Uh, no, it's called Alter Ego. Oh. Uh, Alanis Morissette, Will I Am, Nick Lachey, and Grimes, Elon Musk's wife. Really? Will be judges. Oh, on this judges. Show. Oh, I thought they were saying. No, 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 no. I was like, God, that's a weird group of. So they're going to debut this um, on Wednesdays right after Masked Singer. Yeah. Right? And now with all the reality shows, all the, the singing competitions, mm-hmm. um, it's all about. The voice and not what they look like. Right. It's a gimmick. Or they're trying to do this. Yeah. So with the masked singer, you're dressed up in costume. You can't see who the person is. Yeah. Judge based on your voice, right? So yep. they're taking this one step further. Contestants will perform as their, quote, dream avatar using motion capture and visual effects to become, as they say, the performer they've always wanted to be. I'll tell you, I, I've thought this for a long time. We are not that far away. And if you think for one second that we are not eventually going to get to a place of where singers sing out their butt, you're wrong. Excuse me? It's going to happen. Out of your butt? Yeah, it's going to happen. Bro. Yeah, 100% it's going to happen. How? How does that even work? I don't know. If I said to you there's going to be a singing competition where instead of a person standing on the stage, they're going to be an avatar. Mm-hmm. Would you have been like, oh, yeah, I see that coming? Yeah, but they're they're still singing, like, singing, singing with their mouths. Yeah, but then then it's going to be like a butt. Like, you'll you'll just see the butt move, and there's going to be some sort of mouth on it, and the voice is going to come out of it, and that's going to... A mouth on a butt? Yep, absolutely. You wait. You wait. It's going to happen. 
It's going to happen. Like with lips? Maybe with lips, maybe not with lips. That's I don't know. So I don't know which would be more I don't know which would be more weird, actually. I think with lips. You think with lips? Actually, but would it have teeth? <laughs> <laughs> teeth and a tongue? Okay. Because you need all that to say. Maybe sing. maybe we move the whole show over to Food Network. If that's the case. Would it have a beard? No. Um, oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's come on, Maury. <laughs> Jesus, man. What is female Yeah. So what? So they're avatars, then, yeah. right? And you then what? Have to guess. You then have to judge based on strictly voice, right? And not pay attention, I guess. To but the then avatar? who moves on in the competition? A real person or the avatar? I assume it would be your avatar, and then no, the I... grand, and then the the, the the person, the big reveal. Cause I tried to watch the promo, but they have a, a on, oh, they have it blocked in Canada, which yeah, is so yeah, dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I imagine that you move on, you progress throughout the show, the competition. This is a perfect opportunity for me to talk to you about ExpressVPN. Do you ever? I assumed it was like the voice. Once you hear, once you decide whether they're good or not, you turn that's, the chair around. That... Then we'll see the real person. To me, that's what, to me that's what makes sense. Like. It yeah. can't be, you can't be judging avatars the whole time. Yeah, but with The Masked Singer, you make it to the end of the show, and then you do the big reveal, right? But that's guessing who the But that's guessing is. who the person is. That's right. not, not that's not, yeah, that's not trying to figure out who the best singer is. Because they even disguise the voice on The Voice. Or on, on The no, Masked Singer. Yeah, those people can't sing. You yeah, think no. Caitlyn you think Caitlyn Jenner could sing like that? No, Hell no. Absolutely not. Hell no. Um, so if you're interested, this new singing competition show called Alter Ego. I'm more interested in the yeah, butt one. I know. Um, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So you know me, casual Drake fans. Oh, Super cash. casual Drake fans. I don't know why you're like... You're afraid to be a fan of things. Like you, you treat your your love for Drake, who you DM, and I know you DM and don't even deny that you DM him. I mean, I did respond to something that he posted on IG stories it, over the weekend, and I was just like, can't wait for the album or something I've, no, like that. No, and I've seen other stuff too where you're even public about it. Like he'll be I don't, like, got any room on that plane for me? You know what I mean? Like Okay. That was twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so super fan. Everyone's waiting for the new certified lover boy album because he hasn't released anything no. since 2018. Like his official, official full-length album was Scorpion. That was June 28th of 2018. That's coming from a casual fan, mm. right? Uh over the weekend, he made an appearance. Actually, I think it was a Thursday. <laughs> Thanks. Um on uh over the weekend, he made an appearance on a radio show where he was talking to the hosts about uh being in album mode again. The album's done. He was gonna make a quick flight over to Vegas before returning to Toronto to finish the album, right. which signifies, again, that we are getting closer to album release date. I think he's redoing the album, to be honest with you. And that's the thing, because when he announced way back when, because he first announced in April of 2019 that he started working on a new album, and you think that he worked on it, it was done, and then he went heard back. it, didn't like it, and scrapped it. Yeah, I think he's a perfectionist, and I think that there's nobody in his organization who can fully take his hands off something. I think uh, he just keeps working on it. Because after that April 2019 announcement, three months later, he posted a whole bunch of pictures on IG, which I may or may not have seen, <laughs> and he captioned it. Like the with, wall. With album mode. And then in December of that year, he made an appearance at the Babies concert in Toronto, and he said this. I love you with all my heart. I'm going to go back to the crib and try and finish this album up so we can turn up to 
So then we get to May 2020, and Drake releases Dark Lane demo tapes which featured the song Toozy Slide, which we all know and love. And even that album just had like a bunch of previously released tracks that we all already knew. And then here's how summer 2020 played out. In July, an engineer who worked with Drake forever said that the album is 90% done. And then on August 14th, Drake announced the title of the album, Certified Loverboy. That same August, he released lead single from the album called Laugh Now, Cry Later, yeah. which again, us casual fans were like, the album's coming, the album's coming. <laughs> because then on his birthday in October, he released a video promoting the album coming Casual out in the new fan. year. Casual and then in fan. January, we yes. find out that the album got pushed back because remember, he like rolled his ankle. He hurt himself. He needed yeah. to get better. And then he announced in April that the album was going to be pushed back again. Mm-hmm. So then this past March, Drake released Scary Hours 2, the mixtape, which included three songs, uh, What's Next, Wants and Needs, and my favorite out of all three, Lemon Pepper Freestyle with Rick Ross. Drake's been making guest appearances on other artists' records. Like, mm-hmm. he was on Migos' album. He was on Young Thug's album. He's been making appearances. Like, he was at the Billboard Music Awards. He was at LeBron James' private, like, Space Jam 2 movie premiere. So he's mm-hmm. been in and around all over the place, but not talking about the album up until this past weekend. He's got that new girlfriend. He's got that new girlfriend where he rented out Dodger Stadium. Mm, he's got a lot going on, man. She said he didn't like that idea. <laughs> no, I don't like that idea. I think it's tacky. <laughs> so, allegedly, according to Drake, over the weekend, he said, we are getting certified lover boy. He is supposed to be in his hometown, in Toronto, this week, working on it, hopefully finalizing it, and uh, maybe by the end of summer, we'll get it. Which, for me, as a casual fan, who doesn't really know too, too much about like the timeline of things that Drake's yeah. been up to, uh, will be very happy to get. September is what I'm saying. Long weekend, maybe? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, late September. Oh. Yeah. Well, we gotta wait. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, before we get to uh, Carrie Price, let's talk about uh, Luke Prokop. Luke Prokop, uh, the third-round pick of the Nashville Predators in the 2020 draft, uh, is now the first active player under an NHL contract to come out as gay. This is Luke. Hi, everyone. While the past year and a half has been crazy, it has also given me the chance to find my true self. I'm no longer scared to hide who I am. Today, I'm proud to publicly tell everyone that I'm gay. I came home from Calgary after my season ended because of COVID. I was lying in bed one night, just deleted a dating app for the fourth or fifth time, and I was just extremely frustrated because I couldn't be my true authentic self. And in that moment I said, enough's enough. I'm accepting who I am. I wanna live the way I want to, and I'm going to accept myself as a gay man. There you go, Maury. I think this is fantastic. I hope that him coming out doesn't affect anything for his career in right. hockey. I hope that this is just absolutely yeah. amazing for him. Yeah, I think we I think we all feel that way. Yeah. Um how old is he? He's young, right? Oh yeah, quite young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Carrie Price, the big story with Price this week, um a couple things. One, he could miss significant time next season. Whether it's a hip injury or a knee injury, or even if it is an injury, who knows? But he um, opted to leave himself unprotected in the expansion draft that goes down tomorrow mm-hmm. with the Seattle Kraken. 
Um, Still don't know how I feel about that name. No? Mm. I think you'll get used to it. I guess. I'm already used to it. The Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked to Carrie Price last week before any of this stuff went down. Um, he was doing a real great project with uh, Amazon Canada where they teamed up with Carrie and his wife, Angela, to surprise a local hometown hero, a woman named Heather Sim, who is a lead volunteer with the Breakfast Club of Canada. Uh, if you want to see any of that video, they gave her like a beautiful house makeover for everything else you can check that out at uh, amazon.ca slash uh, hometown heroes um, but when we talked to Carrie, he was out west sort of spending time with family and um, wondered what his little one his five-year-old like what does the five-year-old say to you when you come home finally after having come just so close to winning the stanley cup uh she was disappointed you know she's kind of she she's aware of what's going on you know she was uh she always said, "Dad, let's go get that cup." You're you're such a you're such a kind soul, and that has never been up for debate. Um, everything you've done out west with the fires, um, but is there a part of you, being as good of a person as you are, that enjoys just a little bit the amount that you have pissed off Toronto Maple Leaf fans? <laughs> oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Yo, why you say that, man? <laughs> like, we've been having, like, the past, like, five minutes, we've been having a moment here with Carrie Price. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? But I need to know if you love it. Like, I need to know if you uh, if you love it, because you, you have to understand, like, single-handedly, like, you are responsible for breaking, not hearts, but souls. Hey, man, I got a lot of love for the Six. I've spent a lot of time there over the last few years. Uh, you know, I was able to to win a world cup there. Um, seems like we've spent a lot of time there being, being in the bubble and, uh, you know, summertime Toronto is a really nice place to be, but when it comes to hockey, man, it's a, uh, it's a whole another, it's a whole different story. Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay. So my question is, my question is got a problem. You can't fix Roz and Mocha got you. Natalia. It's Roz and Mocha. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. You got a lot on your mind, huh? So much, too much. Um, I'm trying to decide about going back to school or work full-time. Yeah, you were a sis. Rosamo can fix my life. Uh, I want to go back to college by January, but I also need to move out by then. Uh, I live at home but haven't been able to work since March. I feel that I need to either go into full-time work and give up the idea of college for now or move six hours away to live with my mom to have a chance at starting school in January. Both options seem very difficult to follow through on. Any words of wisdom would be greatly appreciated. So where are you living now? Uh, I'm living with my dad, actually. Oh, okay. It's just an insane household that I would prefer to get out of. Okay, so it's your choice to get out. You're not, like, getting kicked out. No, no. How old are you? 23. Okay. Have you done post-secondary yet? Like, have you already done a round of college? Yeah. So I have a, I already have a diploma. What, in like what? Social service work. How much is your student debt? Uh, I also went to a year of university, so it's what's, pretty what's high. Your, so what's your student debt? Uh, 15000 around there. 15,000, Yeah. Okay. It's not that bad. It's not 40 like other people. And what would you, what would you go to be going to college for? Engineering this time. Um, generally, I would say that, and, and you're 23, right? And the engineering program is how many years? Two to three. Two to three. So you're going to be 23, 24, 25, maybe 26 coming out of there. And what's call, What's this round of college going to cost you? I think it's about four or 5000 a year. Four or 5000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's 15. So so you're going to be 26 coming out with uh, working your way into the workforce with like 30 plus thousand in debt, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, normally, I would tell people my advice is people just have this love for learning and you can learn outside of college. Goodwill hunting style. OK, um, I would deter anybody who's already been there once to not go to college unless it is for something where the career afterwards specifically requires a specific certificate, such as engineering or any, any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, but I would always vote against somebody putting off their years and just accumulating more debt to go into something where they don't have a full handle on what the max earning potential is uh, in the career that you want. Like if you go to this engineering course, what's the what's max earning potential in that, uh, say, after like three, four or five years? Uh, it starts at about 50K and depending on the position, I think it can go up to like 100K. And and how much and, and what are jobs like? Do they need people? Uh, decently, yeah. I'm still debating between mechanical and civil, so it really Oh, so you don't even know yet. Yeah. Want to make and a then, lot of money, take petroleum. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And don't forget, too, with that uh, that money that you're going to end up owing, you know how many years or how long it's going to take, not to scare you, uh, just paying off the, the interest alone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would say going back to school isn't the worst idea that I've heard. Because there's nothing wrong with a reset. There's nothing wrong with having gone to college and you're like, God, I, I just am $15,000 in debt and I'm going into a field of where I'm going to be making $30,000 for the next you know, four or five years. Um, there's nothing wrong with a reset. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I, not that you made a mistake, but maybe you didn't plan as well as you should have. And they make these decisions, uh, solely on the shoulders of people who are too young to maybe make those decisions going into college and figuring out what you want to do for the rest of your life. So going back and doing something like engineering, where you specifically need that diploma and that course and that certificate to then get a job, I think is one of the only reasons to go to college. And, um, I, my, I, I would say, you know, I would say go, what is, what, what are you doing? Like, what, have you found a job based on your first diploma? No. I uh, no, I finished it and wasn't interested in going into the field at all. Okay. Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Is there a chance that you're going to finish this yeah. engineering program and then like be completely not interested in that field? I'm a little worried, but I think my main problem was that I just didn't go for what I really wanted to do. I went. Oh, okay. I yeah. Yeah. A solid advice from Roz, though. Yeah, I would say I, yeah. would, I would say you're in a good position to go back. Uh -huh. Obviously, you want to get out of where you're living anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So why not why not go with the full reset? I yeah. know it's terrifying. Starting yeah. <laughs> starting over is terrifying. Moving away is terrifying. Will you have like a clearer mind moving in with your mom? I think so. It's just it's like leaving the life I've known for pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. You got to build a new one. You, I, it, to me, it doesn't sound like you really love that life. You're living in a madhouse. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. And sometimes change right. is good. Yeah. All right. It'll yeah. do you some good. Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say, yeah. Go go for it. Do the full reset. Hit that button. Yeah. All right. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to ask him the question? Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? It's Roz. Yeah. Always has been. Oh, from wow. Yeah. And when you say from the beginning, how long ago was the beginning for you? Uh, Three years ago, I okay. think. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Because of the laugh. My laugh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, about that? Are you sure you're Nobody's... not confusing Roz from Mocha? I'm positive. The tall one. Yeah. Oh. Are you oh, sure you're not wow. confusing? There's a lot Mocha of ways you could have differentiated between the two of us <laughs> yeah. to go with the tall one. That cuts deep. Mm -hmm. You could have said white. Oh, you got the laugh. Thank you, Natalia. No problem. Have a good day, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Okay, okay.
Uh, news time. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. Are you ready? Of course, brother. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, Jennifer Lopez talking to uh, Hoda Kotb and J-Lo was on with Lin-Manuel Miranda to re-up the re-release of their song uh, Love Makes the World Go Round and this was the song that they had released um, for the fifth anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting down in Orlando and um, everybody who talks to J-Lo whether you're a friend or not they all want to know about Ben Affleck and mm-hmm. listen to the way Hoda tries to get Jen to talk about Ben and listen to how much Jen does not want to talk about Ben. Lynn, you can busy yourself with whatever business. If you need to text somebody, I need to have a little girl talk with my girl, just a little. You look happy. Look, I've known you for years. I am happy. You look happier. I'm I'm always happy when you see me, Hoda. No, no, no. You look happier. Look, I just have to tell you, every time I see a picture of you and Ben, I'm like, she looks happier. She looks happier. Are we happier? Mm-mm. Girl. The song is out five years. Oh! Five years since we've done it, and I believe that that message of loving one another and coming together <laughs> and love is never more relevant than it is right now. Wait, it's me you're talking to. You know that? I know. You can call me. You have my number. Oh! So what are you trying to do? Keep it under wraps? Yeah, I, like you I keep know, it a secret. I know. But also it was weird because I understand that there's there's a certain amount of nervous laughter in there. But when Hoda is sort of like laughing through the idea that J-Lo's deflecting, what J-Lo's talking about is the song that was honoring the Pulse nightclub shootings, right? You can't the go uncomfort- back to the, and the uncomfortable And the uncomfortable question. laughter is just like, I don't know. It makes the whole thing a little bit, a little bit weird. But what are you, what are you going to do? You got to shoot your shot, I guess, even when you're, uh, when you're Hoda Kotb. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, with the opening game set to uh, go down on Friday in Tokyo, Maybe. Uh, Brisbane or Brisbane. I don't know how you say that, Australia. Is it Brisbane or Brisbane? I say Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane, Australia was officially announced the host city for the 2032 Olympics. Listen to this. The 35th Olympiad are awarded to Brisbane, Australia. Yeah. So we've seen these before, right? Yeah. When all these countries put in their bids to compete to become the one to host the games, and then they all get together, they send their delegates, and then one of the guys from the IOC stands up and they hold up a card and they announce who the winner is, and then the delegates from that country all explode, as you heard on the end of that clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Brisbane was the only one in contention. Oh, and, nobody else wanted and they, to... And they, and they still celebrate it like that. So like they didn't know that they were going to win. So they were picked to host the 2032 games. They were the inevitable winner because it was basically a one city race steered by the IOC to re- avoid rival bids. So the games are going back to Australia after 32 years because yeah. you remember the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Um, IOC gave Brisbane exclusive negotiating rights back in February So they didn't allow anybody else? So the decision left Qatar, Hungary, and Germany 
who are putting together bids to host the 2032 games sort of off to the side. Oh. So there were other countries that wanted to put in bids to host the 2032 games, but the IOC gave the exclusive negotiating rights to Brisbane. And so after Weird. all this time, they still stood on a stage. The guy held up the card and was like, the winners of the 2032 Olympic Games, Brisbane, Australia. And then everybody cheered. The 35th Olympiad are awarded to Brisbane, Australia. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yes! I yeah. can't believe it's us. I know, it's weird, right? Uh, well, they are looking for a slogan for those uh, Olympics. Maybe yeah. they can call it the, the, the crikiest of the crikey. The, the crikey. <laughs> That's a good one. Australia, uh, 2032. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. There is a uh, Toronto gym that has banned vaccinated people from coming through its doors. Oh, God. One of the founders of a gym located out in uh, South Etobicoke has made it clear that he's not looking for business from anyone who has chosen to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Co-founder of Fearless Studios, Mohammed Abedin, uh, posted a statement on Instagram and on Facebook this week indicating that the Boxing Gyms Club will not be accepting vaccinated members. Quote, for the safety of our members, the Fearless Boxing Club will no longer be accepting those who receive the experimental COVID vaccine. Our current members, including doctors, nurses, teachers, parents, and many youth feel safer waiting until more more research is done on the side effects of being dis, that are being discovered right now so is this the same gym that throughout the pandemic they defied like all the rules and still wanted to like hold workouts outside and kept getting uh, tickets that i don't know i don't know to be honest there was with a you gym. this is the first time i've read this oh, okay. I've, I've read the name of this I, gym it could, I could be wrong i i'm not trying to say that uh, this yeah. is i'm just asking the question um, but fearless is, uh, yeah. so no, no bueno on the vaccination out of fearless. So I can't go there and get my boxing on. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, you cannot. My jab, my cross, my hook, nope. uppercut, uppercut, none of that. uppercut, uppercut, knock him out. What was that from? Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha show podcast. podcast. Uh, Margot Robbie. Does anybody not like Margot Robbie? No, she's I. pretty much universal, right? Yeah, like we all agree, Margot Robbie's just awesome. Like yeah. she's not a polarizing. Like there's a lot of other sort of peers in that category that are even slightly polarizing to people, or you just don't like something about mm. them, or you've not. She's liked never something given us a reason. Done. Margot Robbie, people just love Margot Robbie. Like yeah, she's, she's awesome. just she's, she's just nice. loved. Uh, Margot Robbie talking about uh, working with John Cena. <laughs> On, John Cena on Suicide Squad. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live is uh, Jimmy's on uh, vacation, so Anthony Anderson was uh, filling in as guest host. But uh, listen to Margot. Yes. Yeah, so actually, John, I think I said this to you when we first met. But I, I watched WWE when I was growing up. When I was a kid, I loved nice. The Undertaker, and then obviously when I was a teenager, I kind of stopped watching. But then, as a late teen, early 20s, I had a boyfriend who was obsessed with John Cena, so much so that he dressed as John Cena for his 21st birthday and had a cardboard cutout of John Cena in his bedroom. So I slept in a room for two years with a life-size cardboard cutout (laughs) of John Cena in the room. (laughs) Really? Yes, and sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like... (gasps) And then I was like, oh, it's just John Cena, it's okay. Um, And it was, I I remember thinking, I wonder if 
now that I'm going to work with John Cena, like, should I tell him this or is that going to be weird? And I thought, I'm just going to keep that to myself. I'm not going to tell him that would be... That'd be a weird way to start our working well, relationship and friendship. And then five seconds into meeting him, I was like, I used to sleep in a room with a life-size cut out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine with the jorts, the sneakers, the green shirt, the wristband, yeah. the hat. Yeah. Probably back then, too, the big chain. Yeah. With the spinner on it. Yeah. But it's interesting, though, to, re- to when you uh, f- realize that a young Margot Robbie was attracted <laughs> to somebody... <laughs> Who was a massive John Cena fan? Who'd wear jorts for his birthday. <laughs> like, that was Margot Robbie's type of guy, right? Like, jorts and a chain yeah. for his He's birthday. Like, don't worry, babe. You look so hot right, right? now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Courtney Cox, along with uh, Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer, were nominated for Outstanding Variety Special for their work as exec producers on the reunion show. And then Courtney Cox recently just said in an interview, um, honestly, I am so happy that the reunion has been recognized because I think it's terrific. But she goes on to say, that's not exactly the Emmy I was looking for, if I'm being honest with you. Because oh, damn. Courtney, um, Courtney Cox was the only cast member never nominated for an Emmy for Friends. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, so Friends, in total during its run, 62 Emmy nominations. And it won six times, uh, once for Outstanding Comedy Series in 2002. Um, Lisa Kudrow won for Outstanding Supporting Actress uh, in 98. And Jennifer Aniston won for Lead Actress in 2002. David Schwimmer was nominated in 95. Uh, Matthew Perry was nominated in 2002. And Matt LeBlanc was nominated in 2003 and 2004. Never was Courtney Cox nominated. Oh, so no. even though she got, I wonder why. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't That's know. Weird. It's weird, right? It's very weird. It, Everybody it else on the cast except for her. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And I didn't know. I know Jennifer Aniston was a big star on that show. I don't know if she was ever billed as the lead. Courtney was Cox was the big star on that show. Courtney right. Cox was Co- the only one anybody knew because Courtney Cox in my opinion, had more, there were more storylines around her, especially later in the series when Um, her and Matthew Perry, uh, when her and Chandler got together. No, that was way later though, but but, but they didn't work Courtney Cox's character the same way they worked the other characters. I guess. I always felt that she got a little bit ripped off in the early seasons because she she wasn't likable, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the problem is that everybody else was likable on that show, but Monica was the buzzkill. And I don't know whether this sort of character development had anything to do with it, but Courtney Cox, when they started that show, she was the big name. She was the... Courtney Cox was, you know, from the Bruce Springsteen video. Mm-hmm. Like, she was the only one that people knew. Nobody knew who Jennifer Aniston was or Matt LeBlanc. Interestingly enough is when they wanted her for the show, she was supposed to be Rachel. And she said, I um, am more like Monica. She wanted to who, play Courtney Monica. Cox? Yeah. Really, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me, fountain of info. Could you imagine Courtney Cox as Rachel? No, absolutely no, not. I know, I know, no. I know, I know. But uh, but anyway, she did get the Emmy nomination. It's not the one that uh, it's not the one that she wanted. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? Kate Beckinsale. Who was she married to? Michael Sheen. Is that who it was? She had a kid with Michael Sheen. Uh, she was talking about dating and how it's weird because. The idea of somebody like Kate Beckinsale having never been on a date before, I know is kind of shocking. But, yeah, but according to Kate Beckinsale, that's the truth. 
do you know, I've really barely ever been on a date. I literally oh. kind of meet someone, get to know them at work and then either marry them or get pregnant by them. But I don't think oh. I've ever been on one of those like, <laughs> oh, a friend has set me up and I'm meeting a total strange. I've okay. never done. I just can't think of anything I'd hate more than sitting in front of somebody I don't know that chances are I won't like and then have to sit and watch them eat food. <laughs> <laughs> no, she knows. She's got her thing. She knows what she likes. Right? Did you go on a lot of dates? Uh, yeah. Have you ever been on a date where somebody where you didn't know the person, where you like met them somewhere, and you met them for the first time at that place? Where I met them at that place? No. Like where somebody said, "Hey, I got this great friend. I'm gonna hook you guys up." And then oh you no, went no, and no, met, no, you went and met for dinner. No, and, no, 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 and no. Nothing on like lava life or anything no. like that. Where you, you? Met, where you met a total stranger? I've been on like I've been on yeah dates where I didn't know the person. Right, here before. comes the uh, the date expert. Damn it, Maury! I did a speed date night where they ding the bell and you move on to the next. Did guy. that work though? That's no, a gimmick, it was the worst right? experience ever. You get like five minutes to talk to the person at the table. Yeah. Then somebody dings the bell and then you move on to the next. Did table. somebody ever ding you before the five? minutes was up you can't do that what do you mean you can't do that sorry let me rephrase the question did you get the sense that somebody wanted to ding you before okay yeah perfect (laughs) how many tables (laughs) did anything come out of it though like did you you get a number did you make a connection no i saw other people connect i went home alone yeah you went home alone and they all what stay back together waited for you to leave (laughs) oh no no Get him, get him out of here. You're the yeah. one guy. They, they were all like, you know what, man? Like, listen, yeah. there's no connections here. We're just going to wrap up early. We're yeah. going to have you. Why don't you go? We're going to help clean up. Yeah. 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 And I was like, He's all right, gone. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even the one guy left over probably had a better time without you there. There's one guy there who didn't hook yeah. up. He's like, whoo, thank God that guy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Speed dating. God, that was a thing, huh? My God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So the story is that the rumor, not at all true. Okay. I don't know if it's true. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, but that Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles got married. No. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, anyway, so Olivia Wilde's getting off a plane. I think she was coming from Italy. I can't be 100% positive. But the paparazzi approached her as she was leaving the airport, leaving LAX. Yeah. And when see a ring on her finger? Well, they get to that. Oh. Um, but just like <laughs> to have to deal with this. Like, like Bajerno, welcome back from Italy? No, just listen to the way that these guys talk to people. It's so wild. Olivia Wilde. And there is one moment where you hear Olivia's voice and what she says, because it may not be clear, is she says, I'm never going to talk to you guys. So now you know what she says in this. Listen to what she's got to deal with getting off a flight. Olivia, how are you? Welcome back to LA. We got asked. There's a massive internet conspiracy that you and Harry are already married. Not true. True, maybe. I'm never gonna talk to you guys. You know? <laughs> Get it. Just in case he doesn't know, what size ring are you? We can kind of get it out there. Oh, there's no way you can share your ring size. <laughs> can we talk Brittany? Free Brittany? No? I don't see there's a ring on the finger, so we can say no, not yet. Maybe. Oh my God, so pathetic, bro. You know what I mean? So thirsty, huh? Loser. Loser. (laughs) 
Are they not allowed to have security at, uh, or like airport security to brush these guys she away? She had somebody with her, but I guess it was just like a limo driver. Oh, just okay. like carrying and they're probably bag, all just used to it too, right? Stuff like that. Yeah, they're used to it. But she had like, like people get tipped off, right? Like the people who work for the airline or whoever else in airports, they tip everybody off. Mm. Like when you see Olivia Wilde walking out of this airport, yeah. she has sunglasses on, a COVID mask, and a hoodie pulled up over her head. Hmm. Like, unless you know, somebody specifically says, Olivia Wilde is walking out, black mask, blue jeans, dark glasses, white hoodie. Right. You would never know it was Olivia Wilde. But it Wilde. also starts from where she's flying from. Those paparazzi will tell the paparazzi oh, in yeah, LA yeah, what it's, the it's flight whole, number, everything. Yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. The it's whole a organization. whole organization. Yeah. Yeah. Losers. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Giannis, and I'm going to try this for the first time ever. Oh, okay. You want to turn the music down? Sound it out. Giannis and Tentacompo. There you go. There we go. Uh, celebrated his NBA title with a quick stop to Chick fil A. So he got 50 points in that final game. Yeah. So he goes to Chick-fil-A and orders 50 sandwiches. This is a free promo right here, but it is what it is. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Can I have, please, a 50-piece Mac Minis? 50, exactly. Okay. Not 51, not 49. <laughs> Chicken Minis, yes. And um, let me have a large drink. No ice, half Sprite, half lemonade. This is how this is going to be? Oh my goodness. Let's go! Oh wow. You know what? I am actually genuinely happy for that so guy. I, yeah. Really, really happy for yeah. him. You know, the one comment I saw, because that video was going around like crazy yesterday, right? Yeah. So multiple places were posting it. How many people were shocked and were like, I have to now try Sprite and Lemonade? Like, right. I was going like, to ask you about that. Is that a thing? Have you never tried Sprite and Lemonade? No. Oh, no. it's good. Is it? It's just carbonated lemonade. Yeah? Yeah. No, I've never. With no it's ice, great. though, huh? Yeah. No ice. That's a warm drink, though. Yeah. That doesn't, I don't, I think that you would need that to remain cold, Sprite and Lemonade. To me, that wouldn't taste good warm. I don't like mm. warm lemonade. Yeah. Lemonade needs to be cold. Yeah, it needs to be nice and chill. Yeah, but Sprite um, and, lem sprite and so Lemonade. So many people were like, oh, what? I have to try this now. Yeah. What's the difference between Sprite and 7-Up? Nothing. They're the same. Just different companies. There is a difference. What's the difference? They don't, they don't taste the same, though, do they? No, one is sweeter. Which one? No. One is sweeter. Which one's sweeter? Sprite, 7-Up. 7-Up is sweeter. 7-Up. But what, does one of them have, like, not have lime in it or something like that? I thought they both have No, they both I don't lemon think seven, and lime. I don't think 7-Up does, does it? I haven't had 7-Up since I was probably 8. I haven't had 7-Up in a while. Yeah, I don't even. I don't yeah, even know. I, 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 I wouldn't up. even. You have Sprite? Yeah. Really? Huh? Yep. What do you have a Sprite with? When are you drinking Sprite? Just an ice cold Sprite every now and then. Really? Like yeah. you got Sprite in the house? I do actually. No, yeah. you don't. I also have. Uh, I also have Coke. No. Yeah, just last weekend, for the first time in like I don't even know how many months, I had like just a, a refrigerated can of Coke. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, know I just had was... a craving for Coke. You did, huh? Uh -huh. I've never had a craving for Coke. Yeah. No, I've never had I've never had any of that and, stuff uh, since I was a what kid. What else is there? And uh, root beer? 
you don't drink root beer at home. You Bro, have root beer in the house? I love root beer so Isn't much. Isn't that just something you get every now and then, like when you're out, like at a movie oh, or I'm something like that? Oh, I'm not drinking it every day. But you have it in the home. You have it in your yes. home. Root beer. Root beer. What kind it's of root beer? It's so good. Um, just like the Like Dr. Barks. Pepper? Barks. No, Dr. Pepper's different. That's is not it? Root beer. It's not root beer? Oh my God, I love Dr. Pepper too. What's Dr. Pepper then? Dr. Pepper tastes like cinnamon. Cinnamon? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yes, man. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, Dr. Pepper's so good. So wait good. a second. Dr. Pepper's not root beer? No. Then what's There's Bark's root beer. What's root beer taste like then? Root beer. That's not an answer to the question thing, Bad. What does root beer taste like? I don't know. Like Syrup? what's the flavor base on, on root beer? Like root of what? Beer. <laughs> You're welcome for that bit of education. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Hi, Mel. It's Roz Hi. and Mocha. How you doing? Hi. Good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. What are you up to right now? I'm just out with my son. He's playing with his caterpillars. What? Hold on. Excuse yeah. me? What friend? What friend? <laughs> no, he's playing with his cat, his caterpillar friends. What? What? What are you talking We're about? Out. You're out with a human being? I'm out with my son. Yeah, my little eight-year-old. Oh, your oh. friend. Yeah, my son has your son. caterpillar Why did you say friends. Your son? Why did you, yeah, you said your friend. You mean your son. I, I said my son. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I'm your friend. Sounded like you said, I'm out with my friend who's playing with his little caterpillars. <laughs> I was like, man. Okay, so you're out a with lot your eight-year-old and he's playing with caterpillars. Okay. Yes, yes. I have to keep him busy. Oh, okay. okay. Caterpillars gotcha. that he just found, like laying around? He just... Uh, we found milkweed plant, and he found two eggs, so mm-hmm. he kind of took them under his wing. Oh, okay. Kidnapped. We, uh, <laughs> we had, in our neighborhood, we had that problem with caterpillars like two months ago or a month and a half ago, right. where there were like thousands, thousands everywhere. Really? Yeah. This is the, apparently every seven to ten years, this particular caterpillar will start to, um, to, to to mate, and then they're born, and there's like, they destroy the trees. Oh, that was in the news. Really? Yeah, yeah. they just destroy yeah. the trees. Yeah. They uh, eat all the leaves. So in our neighborhood, like a bunch of trees, it looked like wintertime. Really? Are you they sure they're not gypsy moths? That's exactly what they are. They're yeah. gypsy moths. Yeah. And then after, when they cocoon, and then mm. now we have thousands of moths everywhere. Really? But they only have, these particular ones only have a lifespan of two weeks. So we're going into week two. So they'll all be gone in the next uh, in the next week Imagine or so. you have a lifespan of two weeks. Yeah. Well, what about a, some, some uh, look at mayflies. They live for like 24 hours. Yeah. I went to, uh, when we were on vacation, we stopped in, when we hit the RV, we stopped into this little tiny town. And I went to the liquor store and we pulled up at the liquor store and Catherine and I were like, what is that? And the entire building out in front of the LCBO uh-huh. was covered in mayflies. And oh, mayflies are big. Gross. They're big. They look, they, look, they look like they're the size of grasshoppers, right? Like they're, yeah, they're big. Nice. And when I say covered, I mean 10 million of them. Oh, gross. Tell no, me, I would never go away, but right? I mean 10 million in piles because they only live like 24 hours. Oh, so they attach themselves so to the gross. side of the building and then they die. There was piles on the sidewalk three inches thick. That's so of gross. Of dead So you need mounds, like a shovel? Yes. Oh, of dead mounds that's of, so gross. of mayflies. And they're on the door that you have to open and go in. You didn't go in. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Why yeah, would you yeah. do that? I don't know. It's fun. Um, and then, because <laughs> I didn't know what they were. And yeah. then when you're leaving, they are all surrounding the entire building. 
Did like they, did they get on you? What's that? Did they get on you? Ew. No, because they're just they just hang out at the side of the building. Who needs booze <laughs> that much that you would go through a wall of flies? I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mel, perfect timing. What is your question for the room? Well, I'm going to preface my question by saying that this is not a troll job and there's no ill intent. So my question is, is Ross high maintenance at work? Oh, God. <laughs> Define high maintenance. <laughs> what, do you well, think? Re- what do you think? And why is the, I, why are you asking the question? No, I, I haven't formed an opinion, but I was listening to one of the podcasts and he talked about needing two full-size mirrors in his dressing room at ET Canada. And yeah. for some reason, that question just popped into my head. Wow. Okay. Well, we don't have any full-size mirrors here in the studio for the radio station. We don't. We don't. But am, am I high-maintenance at work? I, I guess would say no. I can't answer that question. Well, no, yeah, I, this is for your colleagues to answer. Oh, right? no, yeah. I say no. Ross very easygoing and uh, no, not high-maintenance at all. Not near. I would say no. I would say that you're a perfectionist. And some people may confuse perfection for high maintenance. That's because some people confuse a good job for crap. That not being me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sham, am I high maintenance? No, I, I agree with Maury. Just, uh, just you're perfectionist. But I think everybody in here is is a perfectionist to a certain extent. Right? I will we say all... there, are, there are times where you like you think Roz is in a mood, but he's just like reading something. That's you, bro. I didn't say that. Okay. I just said that. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, now the question then becomes, who in this room is the most high maintenance? Like if you had to rank, yeah. say, me, Mocha, Shem, and Maury as far as most high maintenance to lowest maintenance. Uh-huh. In terms of like... And now, now, not in terms... In terms of who they are with the company, right? Like, as uh, I don't know whether you, Shem, are completely high maintenance to, say, our boss boss, right? Uh, like, I don't know what your dealings are outside, like outside of these rooms. You're going to say it's me. Okay. But, so, like, but that's not fair because, like, I know that going into this. Okay. So if we had to rank <laughs> yeah. everybody in this room from high maintenance to lowest maintenance, I would rank it like this. Maury, top, top, highest maintenance person. Yes. In here, and then me, Shem, and Mocha tied for fourth. <laughs> no facts, right? But I must be doing yeah. something okay if I've been here yeah. ten years. No, but you, no, but that's not the question. The question is who's the, who, if you, whether you're high maintenance oh, or not. I know I am. Yes, yeah, I could be, but I always say I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I said your husband. You don't say that to us. Like, I'm saying it could be worse. No, I would rather it if you did drink, to be honest with you. <laughs> if, you're I high have, if I could have, if the choice was to have high maintenance Maury or every now and then have a little bit drunk Maury, oh, yeah. I would 1,000% drunk Maury. go drunk Maury. Mel, drunk Maury is a lot of fun. Yeah. Lucy goosey. Yeah. Drunk Maury's great. Yeah. Like, I don't know who got to you to tell you that you shouldn't drink more, but I, I wish I could get that out of you. Yeah. Do you know, I wanted to have boo over like the, our vacation and Matthew's like no we only have booze like on our last day like I'm not going to start drinking every day of our vacation oh. the last day of what like of our vacation like let's just you know save it to the end save I'm like, it to the end to cap <laughs> off the vacation I wanted, a, to have, like, I wanted to have like a white claw after every time we went out I want to come home and have a white claw he's like why would we do that just save it to the end and make it a celebration you, but, but why can't you just do that on your own because if I, if I crack open the can he's going to be like Oh, are, is there something you want to talk about? Oh my God! Yeah, don't you? Yeah, and you say this. I would like to have a drink, get a little bit buzzed, and then make out with you. Oh, I should try that. He might be like, "Okay, good, drink more." Yeah, yeah. you think he would? You I think he'd be into that. Yes. You try that today. Try that today. As soon as you get home today, 
go straight to the fridge and crack open a drink. Yeah, but do you say that kind of stuff to each other normally? The makeout thing? Yeah. Oh, we say way worse. Well, he says way worse. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like if what? I bleep it. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> no, Maury's relationship sound timing to now. Oh, time. <laughs> hey, Mel, your uh, your eight year old can't hear this, right? No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, so, okay. like, if we're gonna bleep this stuff, right, Maury? Yeah. What would Matthew say? Are, are you okay to hear this stuff, Mel? You want us to let it you go? Of yeah, course. you're okay. No, okay. no, no, no. I'm okay. okay. Oh, no, okay. he would just. <laughs> and then at that point, what do you do? Okay, hold on here. 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 You I live there. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm with gonna this. say. I'm gonna say. Maybe. Maybe that happened one time. No, that happens all the time. But how many times is there follow through? Oh, very rarely. Okay. Very. Or very never? rarely, very if rarely. not never. You're not calling my he husband. Doesn't, he doesn't do You're it. You're not calling my husband. He does you that to no. I. You can't mocha. I can't talk yes, about please. that stuff on the radio. He does that to be funny, not to be flirty. Yes. No, you can't do that. Why? I unplug. If I said on the radio, like. Yeah. You, so you don't want me to call him? No. What part of don't call him? Do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish you could see Maury's face right now. It's all, yeah, it's oh, please call him. Like he's, looks like he's got a bug in his butt. He's, he's all so like. Scared. He's so he scared. can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is so much fun, Mel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your time. You have a great day. Have a great day. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Wow. You can be okay, Maury? <laughs> I'm staring at the phone. Yeah. Um, okay, Ray has... Oh, this is a great question for you, Roz. Ray. Um, and I'm actually kind of curious uh, to the answer as well. Okay. Are there any celebrity chefs or cooking shows that Roz credits with his knowledge of cooking and techniques? I will say that the best chefs, techniques, um, education, most entertaining, all of those things uh -huh. when it comes to food for me are not your typical celebrity chefs. They are all YouTube chefs. Gotcha. And there's a lot of great ones. And there's on YouTube, a yeah. lot of great ones, man. Mm -hmm. Like there, and you can go deep, right? Like that's the thing about it's so specific. Like, like if you're like, okay, here, here's what I want to do. I want to make a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, mm -hmm. but I want to make an authentic Philly cheesesteak sandwich. And the bread that they use, the rolls that they use in Philly cheesesteak sandwiches are very specific. So you can go and find somebody who is an expert at making specifically those rolls used for the world's best Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. So if you wanted to go all the way sort of down, you could start from scratch and make things in an incredibly authentic way. And people's YouTube channels, they've gotten really, really good. Like food, the problem with celebrity chefs now is the way that Food Network works is there's no more what they call pans and hands, mm -hmm. okay? There's no more cooking instruction shows. Everything on Food Network is all based around competition shows. Yeah. It's competition or reality, right? There's no more instructional, no more. Like Jamie Oliver doesn't do shows anymore where he's standing in a kitchen and teaches you how to make, you know, uh, the, the, the best steak in a cast iron pan. They don't play those anymore. And so that whole world has moved over to uh, Instagram and on YouTube. And so that cooking world, these are all people that I have no idea who they are for the most part. Um, but I've learned so much and always go back and dip back to these some of these accounts that I love on that I love on YouTube and that's where I learn at most things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis 
I used to watch one fish the dish and it was an instructional one and the yeah. guy was really funny and really good and, and took the time to show you how to do everything. And I tried one yeah. of his recipes w once and didn't work, but it was, I tried. Like, do you remember walk with Yan when we were little kids? Oh my God. Yeah. That right? guy was a, oh, yo, he right? was the best. Walk with Yan was the best. What about the funny. guy that went bam? Yeah. Emerald Lagasse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those guys don't exist anymore, right? I know. They've all I moved. still watch, um, like, on TLN every now and then when Lydia Lydia's Kitchen is on. Yeah. I'll still watch her, and she, like, right. makes, makes stuff. I read some really awful things about Lydia, though. Oh, no, like what? Yeah, not, no, not that she's a bad person. Oh, not that she's, not okay. that she's a bad person. I read it. There was a couple articles where people were really taking down her food, though. Really? Yeah, and her, and her techniques and what and what she considers to be um, authentic. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. read some. Yeah, I, I read some that they don't mind what she does. Yeah. They mind that she pawns it off as being any sort of um, uh, authentic recipe. Gotcha. Is, where, is what people have a hard time with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki China, who listens to this show all the time, and uh, we appreciate that you listen, Nikki, has a question for you, Maury. Mm. When David Mori calls people randomly for cold calls, does he ever get Raza Mocha show fans? Yeah, from time to time, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do? Do you use them or do you not use them? No, you, of course yeah. you use, yeah, them. You use them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jim Lowe has a question that uh, you'll be keen to answer first, Roz. Mm -hmm. Chocolate <laughs> almond or chocolate hazelnut? Chocolate raisin is not an option, nor should it be. Chocolate almond or chocolate hazelnut? I don't know. What's mean? a hazelnut look like? I don't know. Hazelnut if... is a is a brown. Round, round, brown, <laughs> round kind of ball. Whereas, an, like, obviously, an almond is more of an almond shape. Um, <laughs> uh, Yo, your description of things is like so yeah, amazing. <laughs> you should narrate for things for the blind. <laughs> yeah, it's almond shape. Yeah. Thanks. What does that mean? He's eating an almond. He puts the almond in his mouth. It's almond shape. <laughs> Um, I'm going to, I'll go with, I, I don't know. I can't recall if I've ever had a chocolate covered hazelnut. Me um, neither. I'm, sure not, you have. I'm not really a fan of a chocolate covered anything. Oh, you, chocolate almonds are the best. I love those. Have but, you not uh, had a Ferrero Rocher? Don't like them. No, but you've had oh, one. You don't like those? There's a hazelnut yeah. in the middle of that. Oh, but that's a Ferrero Rocher. That's not a chocolate covered hazelnut. Although chocolate covered uh, raisins are pretty good. I'm going to say, like, ew, ew, no. no, those are, yes, no, 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 peanuts. I, I'll do gloss at peanuts, but I won't do gloss at raisins. Chocolate covered cherries. Ew. Uh, no thanks. I don't like those. What are you like? You 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 your tastes, Maury, are that of somebody who like lived through the depression <laughs> and like and That's is is, is in a retirement home. Like everything that you think is decadent was like decadent in like the forties. Yeah. Like oh, have you tried this chocolate covered cherries? <laughs> Blah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Nobody likes those. My mom. My mom. You know those? What are those things called? They came in a, like a little tiny box, and it was a chocolate mound, and in the middle of it, it had a cherry in it what were those things called not the orange that you smack no did i did i say anything <laughs> like that bro you're so far off did i say anything no like i know that? what you're talking about what was that thing um, called it came in a little square box and they were like one-offs they were singles and you I would know, open it, so it up gross. and it was like a cherry like a, it was like a gooey cherry oh, in yes, the middle. yes 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 it was yes. like square shaped almost my God, are you even listening? I, <laughs> I can't tell. He's not, he's not How many times have I said no, but square box? I'm picturing box. what you said. Yeah. yeah. No, but the, the, the actual chocolate. But you're was... asking follow-ups to questions I've already answered. What's it called, Sham? Cherry blossoms. Is that what it is? That's what those are called, aren't yeah. they? Really? Huh? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. like those They're at all. They're disgusting. Uh -huh. Like that so and like vile. the Big Turk. Oh, Yo, I oh gross. We were at the grocery store the other day, and they modified the Big Turk. What where do you mean? Where you can <laughs> get 
So, like, a lot of the chocolate companies, right, the chocolate bar companies or the chocolate companies that traditionally sell chocolate yeah. bars, they sell bags now of, like, mini versions of those uh, of those chocolates. So you can get, like, mini Snickers or mini Twix or mini whatever. And Big Turk, you can get, like, a bag of these mini Big Turks. Mini, oh, mini Big Turks? So gross. Come on now. Oh, oh, I hate oh yeah, chocolate. they are. Yeah, show me right. They're called cherry blossoms. And, yeah, and, the, and the goo inside... So it's chocolate, and the goo inside, because there's a cherry in there, was like pink, Ew. right? Like it looked like it looked like the, the it looks like it needs an antibiotic, <laughs> right? Like the whole thing, like when you open it up and it comes oozing out, like it's, but the, it's the it's same the, cream that they put in the egg. I don't know, man. It's no the way. least it's the least appealing uh, chocolate that I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. But I've seen those ones. They're at the dollar store all the time. These ones, yeah, yeah, Ew. they're Gross. not good looking. Uh, well, this is a, a, a great follow up from Robin. Then what? is one ingredient in in your opinion that completely ruins any dish mine is raisins what i guess a lot of people would say cilantro because they have the the gene that makes it taste like soap right oh, um, i don't mind cilantro no no neither do i i don't mind it at all um, um what's the one that uh that makes things taste like licorice um oh uh, um fennel fennel oh yeah i don't like fennel you don't i don't no. mind fennel no I don't mind. I don't mind fennel, fennel in a like capers a, in, for a, me. In a sausage. Oh yeah, capers too. That's hey, what I'm thinking. I don't of. even know what they are. Hey, I have no idea what they are, but I can't yeah. stand them. Yeah, I my problem with capers right is they're that bitter, right? Are they not bitter? They're salty. No, they're salty. Salty. Oh okay. Yeah. No, I don't my, like those. My either. my problem with capers is they they haven't found a way to properly use a caper. Right. So they just throw capers on things that I would normally love. And then they throw capers on it and it ruins it. Yeah, right. Like gross. if I order a steak and I'm paying $60 for a steak, it sh- and if it comes with capers on it, I'm taking my knife and they're all getting scraped off yeah. to the side because I don't want your capers on my $60 steak. Did you not tell them in advance? No, because oftentimes it's not even listed. Yeah. You have to it's, list just, it's, it's just a seasoning that they it's put just, on top. It's a seasoning that they put on top. Like when I order smoked salmon and it comes with capers on it. I will send it Smoked back. Smoked salmon yeah. with capers? Yeah. That's a, that's a very That's where you see them thing. a lot. You Ugh. see a lot of capers. Sometimes Gross. you even see it in the pack. Like they'll pack smoked yeah, no, salmon thank you. With, capers, oh. uh, with capers on it. Yeah. Capers is one of them. Um, oh, for me, it's not so much an ingredient, right? Like it's not so much like a specific thing. But for me, when something comes pre-sauced, I don't enjoy it, right? So, like, if I order wings yeah. and I always say sauce on the side, I'm mm-hmm. always like, give me the hottest sauce you have on the side. If I order wings and they put the sauce on it, I will almost not even eat them. Really? Yeah. So what do you do? I I mean, I will. I'll like, have will some. I always call. I, yeah. That's that's the one complaint I will always follow through on because to me it is a completely different thing. I love wings. I have wings sometimes three nights a week, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll bake them. Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, I, if I will never eat wings with sauce on them. I love sauce up wings. Never. To me, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. To me, it's two different I like a things. Good dry, extra Bone. crispy. Yeah. Extra crispy. Yeah. Wow. No, I find it. Here's. The thing with some uh, like wings or chicken or whatever that's extra crispy, it's too much, and then you get too much of the grease uh, flavor, too much of the 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 crunch. It takes away, I feel, yeah. from the actual chicken. I bake my wings now exclusively. Do you really at home? Yeah, for a long time. You're air frying, and them. they come out. Nah, I'm not a fan of the air fryer. Um, but with but with wings, if if they are, well, you don't deep fry your wings. I don't anymore. 
Really? No, no. You don't Some, like sometimes the I will. No, I love the flavor. Oh, okay. Love. I love anything deep fried. Yeah. But to me, wings just come out better after I've left them in the oven at like high, super high temp. Uh-huh. Um, all together in a pan they just they just taste better they pull apart you just like pull like everything just pulls right off them they're so juicy there's mm. nothing dry but the skin is super super crispy like it's not rubbery in any way like it's the perfect wing yeah um when you cook them on a rack in the in the oven but but no for me a sauced up wing is a, is a no bueno it's not oh. for me at all damn you look what do you like again Maury? You papers don't... Yeah. No, not ki- man. Your wings, bro. Oh, extra crispy and very dry. Oh. Right. Um, Olivia wants to know if I've been watching The Hills and what my thoughts are. <laughs> um, Have you? The, the the latest season? No. Like no. I, I started watching when they brought it back with the yeah. original cast. I guess it was last year, and yeah. then I, or two years ago, and then I lost it. Is that the um <sighs> with like Heidi what? and Spencer? Uh, yeah. Okay, I got you. Right. Yeah. I've um, never seen any of those shows, so I get The Hills confused. With the people from Laguna Beach. Well, it's the same. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's Laguna Beach. The Laguna Beach um, is when they were all like in high school. Yeah. And then it changed over to the hills. Oh, you ever been to Laguna Beach? No. Oh, my God. It's nice. Laguna Beach is one of the most stunning places I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. Laguna Beach, like if you could tell me right now you could have a house anywhere that you could spend half your life um, like half your year, uh-huh. I would, I would 100%. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of places I would Laguna beach. When you think when you were young and you thought about California, it was the California you like saw in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or it was like these long boardwalks on the beach and these houses that were all cool. And these tiny little like shops and restaurants and people on bicycles and all of this stuff. Uh-huh. When you're in Los Angeles or even Santa Monica, that ain't the LA from the movies. Right when you go up to Santa Barbara, that's the LA from the movies. Even Santa and Monica when, with the pier. Oh, it's gross. Uh, in Venice Beach, it's all gross. Right when you go up to Santa Barbara, that's the California you see in movies. But also oh. when you go down to Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach is incredible. It is so bloody stunning. And the weird part is, my the, the first time I went to Laguna Beach, the most beautiful, serene place on the face of the earth, uh-huh. was to interview Freddy Krueger. Huh? Because that's where he lives. Robert England? Yeah, lives right on Laguna Beach. Big house or little no, house? No, little house. Really? Yeah, everybody lives, everybody has a little house. Little house, for, big property? The, no, no, not at all. Oh, wow. Not at all. Kind of like, modest? Yeah, very but much so. But it's gotta be expensive. No, no, but there. they're, oh, oh my God, every house is super expensive, but all the houses are all built right beside each other, uh-huh. right? And everybody is, like, as you get up from the water, everybody's house behind you is up a little bit higher than yours mm-hmm. as it goes up the up the hills. So everybody has a view of the ocean and then Catalina Island, which is just off, um, just outside of that, right? Hey, And um, so it's gorgeous. What is uh, Freddy Krueger's house like? Uh, okay, so so Freddy, like, did you walk in through the front door, or did yeah. he have you come in through a separate door? There is no separate door. Maybe oh, okay. maybe there's so like a door, door, like for the garage door that was down in the basement. Uh-huh. But you just go in through the front door, and he has one of those doors like they do in like farm farms, where like the top half opens and the bottom half opens. Pony huh? door, yeah, like a pony door. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know, because it's just the way that the house is built. Right? Okay. Um, and so it's small. Like his living room, I would say, was maybe like. Maybe 15 by 15, That's right? It. Like small. Kitchen was small. Um, now, when you walk in, does he have like one of those houses where there's like Freddy Krueger memorabilia? No. Or, like movie stuff? No. Everywhere? Not, or is it just regular house? Not a single thing until you get to his office. Oh, okay. And then once you're in his office, which is small, uh-huh. once you're in his office, it, every single thing that has ever been created uh, about Freddy Krueger is in that office somewhere. Really? Yeah, everything. Ever, and he has 
all photo albums from every movie he's ever done is Freddy Krueger with like pictures oh, yeah? from like on set and everything else. Yeah, his house is really, it's like really, really pretty. But then you walk into the Freddy Krueger room and you feel like somebody's going to kill you. wonder what he does for Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like if he dresses up as Freddy Krueger. Because like it's his, like people know he lives there, right? So it'd be kind yeah. of disappointing if he didn't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you would do. Like if you were the guy that played Jason, would you dress up as Jason for Halloween? No. no. I'd want to do something right? completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Dress up I, like a smurf or something. Right. <laughs> Completely opposite. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, you're excited to go to Freddy Krueger's house yeah. for Halloween to do your trick or treating. And, and he a, opens the door and he's dressed like a cowboy. Like, or like Raggedy Ann and Andy, like yeah. him and his wife, right? Like they've <laughs> Teletubby. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Don't do yeah. the couples thing. Okay. Unless unless her head uh, is on the end of that hand, yeah. don't do a couple's costume. It's not cool, Freddy. Come on, man. Uh, you're letting the neighborhood find us down. on Instagram at Kiss925. That is where we have the picture that reads ask Razamoka. load up the comment section this is where we get your questions from thank you for submitting uh this week we'll do this again next time this has been the Roz and mocha show podcast thanks for listening to the Roz and mocha show podcast catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on kiss 92.5 kiss 92.5.com or download the kiss 92.5 app